catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Oh, it is Friday. Yes, it is. And it's two days before Christmas. Hope everybody's yes. doing well out there. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. We are Happy Sports Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. All of that. Yes. Uh, we are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. Gunner off today celebrating wifey's birthday. Good for uh, for Derek and Trish. Enjoy themselves. Hope they're having a great holiday out there. What's up, everybody in the chat? Session? I see Fitness Rebel. I see Eagles. 0536. I see Big Will. I see Sean Clark. I see Leo. I see Chris. I see Durr, D-R-E-R. I see Jeremiah. I see Robert. I see Tyler. What's up, everybody? I see Sweens. I see you guys. Hope you're doing well out there, and I appreciate you hanging out with us on this day. Hopefully, you're off. Um, if you're not off, hopefully, it's going to be one of those days. I don't know. Barrett and I can't really relate, but so I, from what I right. hear, you go into the office and Everybody's drinking eggnog and you're giving presents and it's fun and it's not real work being done. So I hope you have a chill day out there, everybody. And we will we will provide you with three hours of power, three hours of entertainment. How you doing, Bay? Everything good? Everything's real good, man. Everything's done as far as shopping, Christmas list, all that stuff is done. The hard uh, part. Yeah. yeah, you know, I gotta go pick up some lobster tails after work tonight. I'm go. making um, lobster macaroni and cheese. So I gotta pick that up. And that's the only thing I gotta pick up, man, in the stores. And I'm, I mean, I'm really done. So once I lock it down uh, tonight, I'll go do my job in the pre and post game show. And then after the Eagles victory, go back home and wake up the next day and open up gifts. There you go, man. That's it. Uh, so I planned know, out. It was so I, 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 in our area where we live, Barrett's in South Jersey. I, I'm in Pennsylvania. But it, we have some really weird weather uh, over the next couple of days. So we're actually getting a little bit of snow right now where I'm at. But it was like early this morning. It was like 55, like really early. Mm-hmm. We're going down to, to six degrees by 1 a.m. That, that is an unbelievable swing, man. Um, and then into tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be real cold. 
uh, high tomorrow of 18, 1 8. So uh, uh, uh. bundle up, man. Santa's going to have to have his long johns on. Right. <laughs> that is for sure, man. Um, but yeah, so crazy weather out there. So be careful if you're out there on the roads, no matter where you are. But hopefully, uh, hopefully you're doing good. And you know, here's the good thing, Barrett. And we've been talking about this all week. You know, as opposed to having to wait till a Monday night, which can be torturous to get that extra day. One less day for this Eagles game is awesome. The fact that the game's tomorrow, we don't we're not usually on the day before a game like that. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Bro, that's and then you know, you look at it, Friday is actually the 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 the, the precursor of the ass kicking we're gonna give Philadelphia today. <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Today yes. is just a precursor. Yes. I'm still hyped, man. I'm so hyped that I'm blue. Look, I'm literally blue right now. You are- <laughs> I, I don't know what's say, going on, man. By the way, I, I love your I, I love your color coordination. I always meant to, to say this to you. That looks better, actually. <laughs> yeah, it seriously it'll, looks it'll less blue now. Yeah, um, yeah, and it'll go back. Watch you. So you have your 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 frat brothers, right? Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Like, Our purple and gold. Okay. You all you gold. always color coordinate with the ring and the ring too. Yeah, yeah that's the gold uh, ring. Like how many different rings do you have, <laughs> bro? You know what? I I I I got a bunch of them, man. You know, the and these. These are great because when I'm on studio or I'm on set, on set, we have these glass tables, and when you hit, put your yeah, and it hits it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and, and it used to irritate They're like me. Like silicone, so much. the ones you have on, right? Yeah, these are silicone. So you get like I usually got I get like a twenty pack for like seventeen bucks off. Is that uh, right? Um, yeah, I get That's them cool. off um, uh, Amazon. So okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. Like it, man. Um, all right, so couple things to dive into so we got the eagles i i get today's a flight day um they'll they'll do a little what they walk me through it barrett no pun intended they'll do yep. a walk through today yeah hop on a flight to later this afternoon yeah uh get in there get in their hotel you know kind of chill and then and then it's it's on tomorrow man so just walk me through what today and tomorrow look like prior to a 425 start but, well they're they're probably just getting through with the walkthrough right about now and they'll jump on a plane they'll be on a plane probably about two Okay. Two thirty. They'll get land in um in Dallas right around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. They'll get to the hotel, check in, and they'll probably have meetings around eight, eight thirty, an hour meeting, a pre meeting, you know, and then they'll they'll go eat and then it's you know, it's lights out, you know what I'm saying? Time time to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's 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 they take a lot of your time when you get there when you have games like this. They'll want to take a lot of your time. Usually you get a little more time because you'll leave a little more earlier mm-hmm. uh, in the day. But this game is huge. So they're going to try to occupy as much time as they can from the players. Right. That way they go in. You know, I mean, not to say that they won't be focused, but it leaves a lot. It leaves a lot to you staying focused. You know, mm-hmm. so even though they're not going to have a problem with it, this is Dallas week. Anytime it's Dallas week, this right. is a different mentality, bro. Well, I think here's the good thing, right? As far as heightened uh, concentration, one, it's Dallas. Enough said. Two, you have a backup quarterback, which I mean, yep. I think every player knows I'm going to raise my game up a, a level here. I got to be, you know, particularly dialed in. It's not Jalen, and that's not a shot at Gardner Minshew. That's just the way that the guys think. Period. When that's the case, well, especially from an offensive lineman standpoint, you're going to want to protect him like he's the president, <laughs> because right now, you know, this is a this is a game in which you already don't like your opponent. It's yeah. already uh, innate in you to, to, to go out there and just want to totally dominate. But you just mm-hmm. want to give a little more extra. Not to say that you wouldn't give that extra for 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 um, for Jalen Hurts. And you'll probably give just a little more for Jalen Hurts because of all the stuff that Michael Parsons on. But right. you're going to give a lot more effort and make sure you finish a lot more plays when blocking for Miles Sanders and, and, mm-hmm. and make sure you're protecting 
for Garner Minshew. You know, so it's, it's he's got a lot to prove, and he's going to have them guys wired up and ready to rock. Treat, right. yeah. I mean, just just cross your T's, dot your eyes. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to go in there. They're going to be hyper focused on this game. Yeah, I agree. I hear you with that. All right. So also, uh, we have the Sixers hosting the Clippers. And by the way, Todd Archer from ESPN. He is the Cowboys. Uh, Beat writer, he is going to be joining us on reporter. He's going to join us at twelve thirty. Uh, Flyers lost to the Leafs yesterday afternoon game um, last night. Barrett, let's talk about this for a minute. Last night, Jags and the Jets. Now the Jags, I, I love seeing what they're doing. I love what Doug's doing. Yep, they're on yep. fire right now. They are uh, now a half game back of the Titans. Look who's taking a page out of uh, Nick Sirianni's playbook or Shane Steichen, whoever you want to call it. Yeah, you see how much running he did yesterday. He did, and that, the, the misnomer is that that Trevor Lawrence is a statue. He's not. He's very no, mobile, no. very um, mobile, very athletic quarterback. Yeah. So, and he he looks like he it's really starting to click for him, man. Like he's been over about the last six seven weeks has been you know what they hoped he would be when they drafted him first overall. He's been excellent. Doug's doing a good job. Etn went over a thousand yards. They already have a thousand. They might have two thousand yard receivers. I mean, yep. you think about what they were three and fourteen last year with you know the debacle of Urban Meyer to potentially get them to maybe a winning record and, and the playoffs for Doug in his first year is a hell of a job that he's done down there. Well, he's given them the, he given them the ability to, to be themselves, man. I think they, I think they said it was like a guy holding a radio going yeah, down boom box. Yeah. I'm like, what is that all about? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we know Doug is a player's coach. Yep. But the biggest thing he's got them guys believing in his culture He's totally changed the culture, and that's the biggest thing. When you enter into a, a locker room that with a losing culture, it's hard to get them out, get guys out of that. You know, it's hard to get them out of that funk. Just like it's hard to get winning teams out of their winning culture. Mm-hmm. You know, they like even yeah. as far as Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I mean, it, you know, same way they're not used to this this losing culture. This will be the first time that they don't go. Uh, they're not above five hundred in in what countless years you yeah know right I mean? since he's been there yeah yeah so and, and and then you know we talk about here with the gold standard the gold standard's been handed from andy to 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 well chip kind of almost screwed it up but then you know uh it, it then went to you know to it is it's what's a player to player not yeah, just yeah. Coach, they went to player to player you know saying the players or, or, or given that same vibe that they had in 2017 that they had back when you know those guys were playing in you know the Super Bowl before you know that's it's, it's just a it's just a vibe that they have you know vibe that they're going through yeah. and you know Doug took that same vibe down to Jacksonville and Nick Sirianni right. just adopted the vibe that um that you know the, the owner left there right no question about it all right then the flip side of that is Zach Wilson's a disaster area. Like I'm telling you, Barrett, he will never suit up for the Jets again. And unless <laughs> unless White, uh, Strevler, and Flacco all get hurt, they, they, they unless there's massive injuries, he will never play for the Jets again. I'm telling you right now. He's Did done. you see how bad that was, man? It was awful. It was, it was tough to it, that game stunk. It did. It's, it was bo- it did. I, you know. Again, we all watch it. I watch it. You watch it. We love the NFL. We, we could be real. That game stunk last night. It was it was crazy, man. Like. Doug at least got his team believing in them going out there and fighting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't even see that from Wilson. Wilson was like he had a laissez-faire attitude about what how he was playing. He was playing horribly, man. Yep. Like you know, they were trying to they were trying to hype him up a little bit, say, you know, hey, you, you don't have a read here, just go for the check down. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, there's a post flag route that was wide open to a tight end. He didn't even look at the tight end. 
He was wide over. He had beat the linebacker over the top. He had beat him by five yards. Yep. All he had to do was throw the ball as a boot. All he had to do was throw the ball down the field. He didn't even look at it. No. It's bad. It's footwork. Uh, it's it's you know what it's mechanics and it's confidence. He has his footwork's terrible. I don't know what happened during the reset because he didn't learn anything, or it's just they they tried to teach him and he's not capable of it or whatever. Man, this is a classic case. Now I, I'm not telling you his last year at BYU he didn't have a good year. He did, but it's a classic case of falling in, in love with a guy who's in shorts yep. and not really you know digging deep into what's going on here. He, and also really not vetting him well enough as a leader. It's it's a mess, and I don't. I, I honestly, man, like I think they they'll ride Mike White going forward, and I think Wilson's going to be elsewhere next year. And I don't think it's going to be as a starter either. He, how can he? He can't. He didn't, he can't go out there and demand anything. No, he absolutely sucks. Mm-hmm. And whoever brings him in is going to bring him in as a project. And I, I I absolutely can see the Eagles bringing him in and try to you know resurrect his career. Can you imagine that he comes here? That's yeah, yeah. Well, if Gardner walks, let, let's let's go. Let's paint a best case. Gardner goes out there, plays his Cowboys game, and lights it up. Okay, or, or plays really well, and they win. I don't know, light it up, but it plays really well. Plays like he played against the Jets last year. He was twenty of twenty-five, two right. touchdowns, a thirty-three passer rating. Let's say he does that. They win. That's on the national stage, like that. We know he wants to be a starter. He makes no bones about it. He ends up going somewhere next year where they're you know they're willing to give him a chance. Right. Let's say that ends up playing that out that way. You're in the market for a backup. Like they don't, I don't think they think Ian books that guy or anything like that. So that's not crazy. Jets it, cut him. You can t- get him on a real cheap deal. Yep. yep and, yep. and just, just, you know, build him back up. He has the, he has the talent to do it. Um, people are starting to find out he doesn't have a stronger arm than they thought he did. You know, what he did in shorts and those, those pro days, man. He, he lit it up, man, but there was no defense out there. Right. And that was the big thing. You know, no defense means you're going to look like you're a pro. You're going to look like you can make all the throws. You could tell he just can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who And they don't believe in him either. You you could just see it, Barry. You know it as a player when that's the case. Those Did guys you, don't – they like Mike White. They don't <laughs> like him. You can see it. You can see the receivers and their demeanor and how yeah. they were – you know, how they're approaching. I mean, they were coming back and breaking a place like they were DBs. Mm-hmm. They played DB more than, than, than they played receiver yesterday. I think Chris is right. Wilson rolls here. Look out, single milfs. It's on. <laughs> it is on. Chris is correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, you're right. And, uh, and you even heard it earlier in the year. Like, Garrett Wilson, when when Mike White took over, was like, that dude, that dude's my dog. You, you know, like, right away, it was like, you could tell, like, he was go- It was so over the top for Mike White. No disrespect to Mike White, but it was so right. over the top for Mike White. It was kind of like, something's going on with the other guy that they're right. going this hard <laughs> for Mike White. You know, you just knew it. Bro, you, you I mean and, and deservedly so, man. I, I was looking at um, just look at the demeanors of, of the wide receivers, man. And like Corey Davis, Corey Davis came back to defend that pass, and he just looked, he just threw us up like, yeah, he's like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, and by the way, Salah waits way too long to pull the trigger. Way too long, like, like we're, but I mean, excuse me, but who the hell is that quarterback? Yeah, we're, by the he's way, not even on the rust roster. Why is Flacco there if you're not going to plug him in? Right. Why is <laughs> right. he even there? But where he's he's not even on the depth chart. Like I, I use our lads a lot for you know um, rosters because yeah. they have you know they usually have the guys that are hurt on the roster and who's there. This guy is not even on the roster. Yeah, he's not even. On, I think he might be. He's Trevler, a yeah. Guy. yeah, yeah. He's on. A, 
He's a he's a practice squad guy. Yeah, that he got elevated from the practice. He's bounced around. He was in Arizona. He played, I think he played under um Kingsbury at Texas Tech, but he's bounced around. Yeah, he, my man has bounced around. He was on the Miami uh practice squad. I think he was with the with the Ravens on their practice squad. And and that's what it came. And and at least look, he's not the most talented guy in the world, but he gave him a little juice. Yeah, he, he did. And know. he's got a little about him, man. Yeah. He's got a little moxie, man. He uh he's from South Dakota, actually. Oh, is that where he's at? Yeah, yeah but it it was it, it wasn't good, man. And anyway, but that so tale of two quarterbacks, and we're gonna dive into that a little bit later. That 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 class, that twenty one class, because it's an interesting class, Barrett. You have you have Trevor Lawrence, who looks like he's you know gonna be that guy. You have yeah. Wilson, who went right after him at two. You have the Niners, who traded up for Trey Lance. Who knows what his future is? I don't know where <laughs> things lie there. And then there's Mac Jones, who's a real sort of question mark right now in new england so that's an interesting you know case study which we will get into uh, uh a little bit later but i don't you know i i watch you're watching that last night you could just see a guy's kind of like melting and that's exactly what's going on there but i mean who is he to act like the way he was acting though you know what i'm saying like he's like ho hum like oh well you know what i'm saying like yeah mm-hmm. he was just like a he just like he had to like all right i'm here but hey so what if i stink yeah type of attitude I don't. I don't think he even knows what to do right now. Like I think he's so shell shocked. I'm not making excuses for him. I just think the guy's lost. Like right. he's gone, man. Right, he's, right, right. And I don't know if they have anybody that can reel him in at this point. And they're 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 in big trouble, man. They've fallen apart. What they've lost four in a row. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're in big trouble, man. I, and that. by the way, Jacksonville's getting in the playoffs. So all Jacksonville is getting in the playoffs. I think There's Tennessee no is about that. headed the wrong way. Yeah. Tennessee's they're, they're going to lose, man. Yeah. We're going to do that, by the way. We're going to go through all the big games this weekend, starting you know uh, with tomorrow's games. Tomorrow's uh, slate is way better than Sunday's. Sunday's a real small slate. There's not much yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, there's way better games. Um, so we will do that. But it is Cowboy Week, and don't want to ignore that. And look, you you lived it, man. You played it. We've lived it as fans and, and media members, but you played in that game. And you touched on it a little bit. But I, I want to, I, I'd love to hear you expand a little bit more on it. Like you were part of that. 1995, they stopped him a gun game is what I like to call it. <laughs> Where Barry Switzer, I think they were on like their own 34 or something, Barry. It was crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So essentially it, it amounted to what, three times, right? It went, there was like, it was third down, then the, the two-minute warning hit, but they still ran the play. And then there was fourth down and you guys stopped them every single time. Yep. yep. So that was one of so many memorable Cowboys Eagles games, but walk me through just but, that I mean, one in your your. Memories. You had guys like Kirk Cavea out there playing. Uh, uh, we 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 had we had um, William Fuller. I mean, all these super talented Romanowski, players. yeah, Willie T. Romanowski. Uh, you know, I mean, it was such a talented team, but it was just, it was just a bunch of team of of guys that just collected together, man. Like we yeah. had a guy who 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 was a truck driver. Making plays. We had a guy who was, they got him out of liquor store. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, like we had, we were a mixed. That's band. where I came out of before today's show. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so, I mean, the, the talent level. I mean, we had Ricky Waters, Charlie Garner. I mean, my rookie year was incredible because I had such a mix of guys. Like, Charlie Garner just came off a, a, um, an injury the year before, comes back. They didn't know what they were going to do. So they bring in Charlie Garner, well, Ricky Waters from, San Fran, he gets here. They go get Kevin Turner from up north. Up in, um, he's with the you know the Patriots. He comes down. He's playing fullback. They got our draft class. Me, Mamula, Bobby Taylor, the first three picks in the draft. Um, this is this is 
you know, this is the owner, the Jeffrey Lurie's. This is his first draft class. I was his first offensive line that he drafts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just crazy the amount of talent that we had that just got clumped together. Kirk Cavea was on that team that with the, with the Washington. It's time they had Redskins that won a Super Bowl. And I mean, talking about a guy that knew how to play. He and and, and Rollo, you know, mm-hmm. Ryla McKenzie. Ryla McKenzie mm-hmm. one of the original Hogs on the team. Guy McIntyre was from the 49ers. He was in that with the you know the, the immaculate catch or the catch with tight end you know in the end zone. Yeah, that started off that whole super a great career. Right? He had a great career. Oh yeah, you know so we just had just a nice group of guys that just you know from every aspect of of life, man. Guys that careers was over. I mean, can you imagine going to get a guy Ronnie Dixon? He just got off. Of, of driving, you know, uh, you know, 14, 14 hours from somewhere, they call him. He leaves the truck down there in Texas. Mm-hmm. He drove, he drove wherever he was. He drove to Texas. He leaves the truck down there in Texas. The company guys to come pick the truck up because he's on the next thing smoking, flying from Dallas back to uh, back to Philly. I mean, uh, going to Philly to sign a contract to play under Ray Rose. Ray Rose is getting guys from everywhere, man. It was crazy, you know, these guys we had in that locker room, man. I mean. Michael Zordich. I mean, he looked old back then. Right. I mean, he, you know, he looked like he was like 45. And he was like 20, right, right, right. 26. Right. I mean, yeah. it, you know, the roster just was, 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 and then I had, you know, I'm starting because I was supposed to start at guard. I'm supposed to come in and compete at guard, but all, everything happened with Bernard Williams. Bernard Williams is one of the most gifted athletes I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Uh, first round tackle from Georgia. This guy could block anybody, man. We just call him Stretch Armstrong, man, because he could block somebody. A dude to have him beat, knocking him down, and he'd be able to torque his body, bring his body back, and pop right back and back up in front of him. Mm. A phenomenal player, man. You know, and he gets busted, can't stay off the weed, and and they, you know, they they which yeah, now he'd be okay, but back then, right, uh, right, right. So they suspended him, they you know cut him, and he you know he was no longer um yeah he he smoked his way out of football, right, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm looking at I mean, Art Monk was on that team. Did you know Art Monk was on that team? Oh my God, I for, I did I I forgot that. I honestly forgot. I remember he was an Eagle at the end, but I forgot that. Art Monk, uh, you know, uh, let me see a couple of guys we had. Joe Rudolph, he was he was the you know he was the um from from Wisconsin. He's actually like he was their head coach for a little while. You know, the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He was on the team. You name it, we had it here, bro. And and. You know, I was looking at a, a running back that we had. Um, that he was a return guy. What was his name? A return guy. He actually, man, he actually um, was one of the better return guys in the league. He returned like a couple punts, a couple kickoffs. You know, Pro Bowl right. guy, man. And yeah. we just had a great mix of guys. And we go out and we're playing this Dallas team. Now I say about all that talent. I'm talking about all that talent. You know that we're talking about. Yeah. Because it was nothing compared to what Dallas had. Right. Dallas's offensive line were all, I mean, all of them were like pro bowlers. Yeah. Mark Tuane, Eric Williams, the list goes on and on. Their offensive line was was the best I'd ever seen in my life at the time, bro. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they had the running back, Emmitt Smith. Come on, man. Michael Irvin's out there at receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it? Oh, God. They had, they had, they had Alvin Harper. Alvin they Harper had Michael receiver. Irvin. They had uh, Jay Novacek. They had um, Emmett Smith. <laughs> the yeah, the offensive back. line had two and A. Stefanski, Eric Williams, Larry Allen. Uh, <laughs> that's like we're never going to the defensive side of the ball. All right, right? I'm saying you know they Crazy. had Charles Haley, yeah, Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Darren Wills, uh, was it Darren Williams? Yeah, 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 yeah. They had, uh, yeah, Darren Woodson, Woodson, Darren Woodson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, they had, they were stacked, man. And we go in and they shred us the first game we play them. Yeah, there at their place. Yeah, at their place, they beat us to death. And then we come back and we beat them in our stadium. And it's like the second, it's like the, I think it's that we had three games left. Yeah, it was we beat them, too, man. Yeah, if we beat them. We'll be in the playoffs and we beat Bye. them, bro. Yep. It was an amazing time, man. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, time. and, and they, it was just it, it, still such you play with his boy Stubbs back in the day. Yeah, Daniel uh, Stubbs. Daniel, Daniel Stubbs looked like he just came off a of 40 night every night, man. You know what I'm saying? He just, he just looked like he came out. He just drank a 40, man. Come to practice. Uh, and he just looked like he just drank a 40, man. Daniel, and he had this 40. Yeah, 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 what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> um, no, but, I mean, it was, it was incredible. And then you guys, like, with that offensive line, with Emmett Smith, with all that being said, your defense – you know, bowled up and just and just held them and held them three straight times. And there was such a it was Switzer at this point. Jimmy had left. But it, there was such uh were the Cowboys sort of arrogance like we're getting this thing. Exactly. If you go back and I actually it's funny, I was talking to um, to Jeff Kerr this morning. I was on with Jeff for Good Morning NFC East. Uh, Jeff does a great job on our on our Jacob YouTube channel. But I, we were talking about this. If you go back and, and listen to the clip of that Madden summer, I'll call it. And and Madden was basically like, I can't believe Barry Switzer's doing this. And and then after the first time he got, you guys stopped. And he's like, he can't possibly do this again. Like he just kept like Madden crushed him. <laughs> he went after him, man. It was pretty, it was pretty fascinating. Oh man. You know, and, and then, you know, guys like Red Hall and Andy Harmon, just bow up, man, just bow up. But here comes Kirk Avea from out of nowhere with Zordis to stop him. Yeah. Stop him in his tracks, man. I'm like, the arrogance of him thinking he was just going to run the play over again. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was the same. Play. That was the other thing. I'm not going to change anything up. Right. Same thing. <laughs> Nothing. Same formation. Yeah. And he didn't even flip the formation. I'll tell you, man, like the place, <laughs> I'm not going to quite compare it to like Jaws. We had Jaws on yesterday. If you missed that interview, it's great. You just go to our jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube channel. But we had Jaws on with us yesterday. He said the loudest you know, he ever remembers with the vet at the NFC championship game in 81. And he's right. I, he, he is right. But uh, a close second was when you guys stuffed them at, after the on fourth down on that play. I'm telling you, man, it was explosive, and and I'm sure you could feel it because you know, Barrett, it was a it was a circular stadium. Yes, everything yes. stayed in, even though there was there wasn't a dome on it. It all stayed in, and you, it was just like oh, it was almost like this guttural like. Oh. Bro, I, I can remember after the game, man, and you know, them after the game with, with Ray Rhodes, the speech he gave us. Oh. Can you imagine the speech he gave us with the arrogance of the, this, this, this MF thought he was going to, it was. How many family members were assaulted? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he, they were cats and dogs being assaulted according to Ray. Yeah, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was, that was the all time. And you want to, you want to share yours throughout the course of the show in the, uh, in the chat room, your favorite Cowboys Eagles memories. I mean, obviously there's so many of them, but there was the 1981 NFC championship game. There was the pickle juice game which really signified the Andy Reid era when, when, when they, they go into Dallas, it's, it, it was like Dallas was at the end with Aikman and those guys and the Eagles were about to ascend with Andy Reid. It's steaming hot pickle juice. They start the game off with an onside kick and then they just take the Cowboys apart. And that was a really, I'm telling you, man, it was like a signal, like, all right, this is a, there's a new sheriff in town. Um, and the Eagles win that game. There's a bunch of other ones. You, we, you brought up one in our pre-show meeting, which is look, these aren't always good. But there was one in 97 where 
uh, Ty Detmer makes a late play to Freddie Solomon in Dallas, and the Eagles get in field goal position to win the thing. A, a freaking perfect snap that the holder and punter, Tommy Hutton, butchers. Like, this yeah, was not a bad snap. It. it was a money right. snap. And I, I'm out there on the field. Yeah. And I just know we're, we just kicked the field goal. We're going side. We win. Mm-hmm. And from out of nowhere, hmm. he's running. I'm, I turn around like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. He's running and, and tries to, I mean, it's, it's the worst thing ever. And I locked, and I locked him was right there. Yeah, so we just bad. walked into the locker room, man. It was oh. ridiculous, man. Oh, it was painful. ridiculous. Yeah, there were a lot of good ones, a lot of painful ones, that's for sure. But that's That the was beauty. definitely painful, man. Yeah, but that's the beauty of this rivalry. All right, let's do this, Barrett. Let's get a timeout, and we come back. Todd Archer, who covers the Cowboys for ESPN. We had Todd on earlier this year uh, when the Eagles and Cowboys played. He was awesome. Can't wait to talk to him again about this matchup. So we'll get a quickie here. We'll come back. We'll talk to Todd. We'll keep it rolling with the Eagles and the NFL talk. We've got some Christmas stuff in store for you later, Christmas movies that we're going to dive into, a couple other things. Don't go anywhere. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because finding that right person to trust with your finances can be a very scary proposition. And I was right there with you for a long time, but I found the right person and it's Jim Murray. He will help you with anything financially that you're not sure about. You could use him as a consult. You can bounce some things off of him. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim. He can help you with retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business, you're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground, all those kind of things. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. 
Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Friday, everybody, and happy holidays to you. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, along with Rob Ellis. Uh, real happy to have our next guest on. He does an amazing job, uh, and he has done for a very long time covering the Cowboys. He is the Cowboys uh, ESPN NFL Nation reporter. He's been covering uh, the Cowboys since 1997. He joined us a little bit earlier this season, Todd Archer. Todd, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Happy holidays to you. You too, guys. Glad to be back. I, I, I refer. I'm the Tim McManus of the Cowboys. That's how I look at. That's it. A, that's high praise right there, man. If, yeah. if that's the case. That's a that's strong definitely duo high praise. You, you, are, you are that guy. Yeah. If you're that, you know. Yeah, we love Tim, man. That's awesome, Todd. So a, a couple things. I, let, let's start with the injury report because I know you know. There's first off, Micah Parsons is questionable. I know that uh, Sam Williams got into a car accident as well. What can you tell us about what's going on health wise for the Cowboys? Yeah, Leighton Vander Esch, one of the leading tacklers. He's ruled out of the game from an injury suffered last week against Jacksonville. Uh, they, they expect Micah Parsons to play. Had an illness, missed two days. Trayvon Diggs popped up on the injury report with an illness. They expect him to play. Sam Williams is a little more up in the air because of the car accident he was in on Thursday. They want to see how he gets through today's uh, practice that they have before they make a determination. Jerry Jones is on the local radio here saying it's more of a concussion deal. So, you know, kind of up in the air. And if he can't go, I wonder if they bring up a guy like Tack McKinley from the practice squad to kind of fill that role to to add another pass rusher, a, a good guy to set the point of uh, point of attack on the edge. Uh, he could be an option if Sam Williams can't play. Okay. What about um? What about uh, Dorrance Armstrong? Is he is he is he up? They they expect yeah he was limited in practice as well with a knee injury, uh, but they expect him to go as well. And obviously a, a, a key piece for this defense, second on the team in sacks with eight. Yep. And, uh, you know, a, a guy that has – I think he surpassed his career total in sacks this season alone. So, uh, if they had signed Randy Gregory like they had planned to, Dorrance Armstrong wouldn't be a Cowboy. I don't know if Randy Gregory has a sack yet this year in Denver because of an injury deal, but Dorrance Armstrong's really paid off for the Cowboys. Actually, Dorrance Armstrong probably might have been an eagle if he didn't stay with the Cowboys after Randy Gregory left. No wow. kidding. It's funny how stuff works out, yeah. isn't it, man? Jeez, there's a lot of regret in Denver, I think. I think in general, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, Todd, so a couple other things to dig in. I'm, I'm always curious to get the pulse of what's happening in the other city. We're so caught up in our own fishbowl here, you know, in Philadelphia, and, and we'll get into Minshew and all that stuff in a second. But coming off a tough loss to the Jags, um, certainly, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, but the Cowboys would like to get out of that five hole that they're in for, from a seeding standpoint. What's the confidence level, you know, team and, and sort of city in your estimation? Well, team and city is probably different, right? Because mm -hmm. I think city is more like 
They've seen this show before, a team that has made the playoffs, but they're not going to do anything. That's the feeling when they, you're coming off needing a 98-yard drive to beat the Texans, and, and then you lose a 17-point lead at Jacksonville. Never mind that Jacksonville might be a playoff team in itself. They're going to, I the think. The way they're yeah. going right now. Mm-hmm. And Houston took Kansas City to overtime last week. So I, I think there's a prove-it-to-me factor with the, the city and the Cowboys fans because, again, they've seen this so many times. As far as the team, you know, they do have confidence. You wouldn't expect anything other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they believe that they, they can be a factor and win this game. It would be their third win against a team with double-digit victories this season, Cincinnati and Minnesota. And whether Hurts is playing or not, it would still be mean something because if these teams meet in the playoffs in whatever round, they, they can point to the fact that they have beaten them. If they get swept by them with a backup quarterback, I don't know how you go into that potential playoff uh, matchup feeling very confident that you can do something that you didn't do the first two times. Hmm. Uh, does this team still hear uh, McCarthy's message? You know, is he still the guy? Is he still, you know, somebody they're looking up to or is it – you know, for like outside of outside of Dallas, you know, we're thinking that Sean uh, is, is, is going to be the next, you know, head coach um, come up here pretty soon. Yeah, no, they, they, they're still buying in on Mike. And it's funny, you know, the, the Sean Payton thing was big at the start of the season uh, just because. But I, I don't think Sean Payton, if they were to move on, if Jerry Jones were to move on from Mike McCarthy, I don't think Sean Payton would be the coach. I think it would be Dan Quinn or somebody that we're not wow. even talking about. So, right. uh, but again, I don't think Mike McCarthy is going anywhere. Here's a guy that's won 22 games in the last two years. They got the first guy to take them to back-to-back playoff appearances since 1998-99 with the same coach, Chan Gailey. Now, I guess I should say Chan Gailey was fired after that second consecutive playoff appearance. So with Jerry, <laughs> you never relay anything out. But no, they're, they're buying what Mike is selling. And you know, I talked to Zach Martin in the locker room about that this week, and he's like, look, Here's a guy that's won a Super Bowl. He's been in an NFC title game. He's had this success. You have no choice but to believe in what he says. So they're buying what he's saying. Todd, I, I'm curious about Dak Prescott. I mean, you look at his numbers, his general numbers, and, you know, strong considering he only played nine games over 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. But there's been a penchant of late to turn the ball over. Certainly, I, I'm not laying that, that one in Jacksonville, the last one on him. I thought that should have been caught personally. But right. the numbers are up. Uh, is there anything – is it just – been sort of like fluky stuff or are you seeing some bad trends there uh a lot of it is tip balls and and bad luck i don't even want to say a lot because that means you're just excusing everything but some have been tip balls and and, and bad luck like you mentioned the the pick six against the jaguars at the end of the game some of it is decision making too right i mean i i can think of a couple throws in the end zone against green bay first quarter it's a cloudy situation in coverage man just throw it in the stands kick your field goal go up 10 nothing you don't know how that game's going to go. Chicago, they have an end of drive chance, uh, end of half chance to drive the field. He looks for the shot play on first down, picked off. Chicago scores, makes it a closer game than it needed to be for a longer period of time. Uh, Indianapolis, and uh, a pick outside uh, where, where Stephon Gilmore has outside leverage on Michael Gallup. Gallup slips and falls, but he never should have thrown that ball anyway. So some of it is luck, some of it is decision making, but it's interesting. That Dak has said, look, I'm not going to change. I'm going to be aggressive, believe in my guys, and play how I play. In the first, what do we want to say, six years of Dak's career, he's not had this issue. Mm-hmm. He's been a guy that is that has protected the ball, not had turnovers. He has more interceptions this year in half the amount of passes than he had last year. 11 picks, Jeez. last year at 10, with 596 attempts. So mm-hmm. he, if the Cowboys want to do win this week, 
or do anything when it comes to the playoffs, they can't turn the ball over. They know it, but can Dak Prescott stop it? Well, twofold question. Do you think it's a, 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 it's a direct reflection of uh, them letting Amari Cooper go, number one? And number two, is T.Y. Hilton going to be that guy for him going forward? So here's the, the weird thing about this offense is since Dak's been back, I think they're number one in the league in scoring points. They're, they're over 30 a game. You know, last week they scored 34 points. I mean, it, you should win those games in the NFL if you're scoring that many points. So I don't think they – I can't say they haven't missed Amari Cooper because he's Amari Cooper and they've not added a replacement for him. But C.D. Lamb has really delivered as the number one receiver named to the Pro Bowl this year, has over 1,000 yards, leads the team in catches. He's taken that next step. Um, the Odell dance was fine and funny for a little bit. It kind of got annoying at the end. That's over and done with. But T.Y. Hilton, I expect him to be active this week, and you'll see him probably in a limited role, uh, certain packages, downs, down and distance type things. But he's a guy that's impressed in his two weeks that he's been here and how fast he's learned this system. How um, go to the other side of the ball here, Todd, and you know look at the numbers. They're impressive. You know they're they're the takeaways. They're right. The Eagles and Cowboys are right there with each other. They they will get after the quarterback as well, doing a nice job in terms of points allowed. There there. I mean, you could exclude the, the 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 pick six touchdown but you know it was a little bit of a breakdown last week it lay on the jags to come back where are they defensively in your estimation hurting uh yeah. in, in, a, in a lot of ways they, they've lost anthony brown to an achilles injury for the season he caught a lot of grief around here for not being trayvon diggs right i mean it's kind of hard to be the guy who takes the ball away he did give up some plays but now you're seeing how steady he was yeah he'd give up some stuff but he wouldn't give up everything and that's what you kind of saw last week with kelvin joseph this week, I think you'll see a mix of different corners in there um, as the Cowboys look to solidify that spot opposite Diggs. Uh, I mentioned Van Der Esch is out. Jonathan Hankins, a, a guy they acquired from the Raiders, the run-stuffing defensive tackle, played really well. He's got a peck strain out until the playoffs. That's going to be a factor, especially a week this week against the Eagles when they want to run the ball. Maybe it's a blessing for the Cowboys that Hurts isn't in there. and so the, Some of the QB runs aren't the same, obviously, but – this is a defense that has one sack in the last two games. They made their bones on getting big leads and affecting the quarterback. The last two games, they've had leads, and they've not been able to affect the quarterbacks against lines like Houston and Jacksonville. Never mind lines like they're going to see on Saturday. Well, you know, looking at how you guys play defense and, and understanding that in this Eagles team, what are they saying about, you know, Hurts not being in there, and especially the stuff that you heard from Michael Parsons about Hurts? Well, how was that whole, you know, dynamic? Yeah, I think there were some guys in the room that said, Micah, why'd you go there? I, I think they understand, understood his larger point about the Eagles have a really good team, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and Jalen certainly benefits from that the same way that, that Dak had benefited from that early on in his career by having a really good team around him, especially his rookie season. So I, I, I don't think Micah expressed himself the right way on the, on the Vaughn cast and, how he wasn't trying to take a shot at Jalen, but it certainly seemed uh, that way. But, you know, they know they know Minshew. They saw him last year in the, in the finale of the game. Now, that Eagles team, correct me if I'm wrong, the only guy on the line that might have played that day was Kelsey Smitty. to keep a streak yeah, alive. Yeah, they yeah. were – yeah, they had, there wasn't anything to play for. Yeah. Right, so yeah. they didn't play a lot of their right. guys. And, obviously, A.J. Brown wasn't on that team too, so – uh, yeah, and Devontae Smith got the rookie receiving record, maybe. And yeah, then they got uh, him out of there pretty Got him in and yeah. got him out, yeah. So they at least have film of him of what in that offense, mm -hmm. of what he likes, 
Now the personnel is different, but you know, they'll, they'll feel confident going against him. And again, you, you take away a big element of that offense when it's not the same QB runs. And right. I don't think you're going to be see the, the third and one lineup, everybody around the quarterback and put the, do the Bush push like they did with, <laughs> with Jalen all the time. Nice reference there. USC Notre yeah, Dame back in yeah. the day. I like that. I, I didn't know what else to call it. So that's I like where I'm it. going with. Yeah. Um, let me ask you as we, we know, look, we, we saw him at Penn state. We know what he's been in his, his two years as a pro. What's it been like covering Micah Parsons? Like we, we all, you know, that, that obviously that podcast lit up Philadelphia when he, when he did that with Von Miller, et cetera. But yeah, there was a knock coming out on him that attitude and et cetera. How's he been in terms of like teammates, citizen, all those kind of things. Yeah, uh, fine. You know, I, I don't want to say off the charts because every young guy has stuff that you're like, really, that's what you're going to do. And you know, he's a maturing guy, but um, I, I think like the big fears that people might've had about him, none of that is as, played true you know he's been on the field you can't hope for anything more than what he's done right and off the field you know I, I think there was some worry in the off season between rookie year and year two that he might have been doing too much stuff and, and enjoying the limelight a little bit too much and and doing too many events and too many appearances and things but you know it hasn't appeared to have affected his play what's affected his play here lately I think is he's now in basically an every down pass rusher or on the ball linebacker where last year he was more 50 50 where he's off the ball with Vanderish out. Maybe they move him off the ball a little bit more, but he's taken a little bit more of a pounding this year by being on the line as much as he, as he has been, because look, he he's a dominant pass rusher. I don't know how you move away, move that guy off that position when he has 13 sacks. So uh, he better get used to it because it's only going to continue for however long he plays. Right. I, um, I found it kind of weird that um, they kept Taylor Smith, Tyler Smith at, at, at left tackle, but then, you know, put your, you know, all, all everything left tackle, you move him to the right side, Tyron Smith, and you're alternating with Jason Peters. You know, is that, is this the ending of his career? Well, no, well, they, they moved Tyron to right tackle because they lost Terrence Steele to a knee injury. So mm -hmm. Tyron actually volunteered to say, look, I'll go, I'll move to right tackle. For, for this stretch of the season. That's the best thing for the team. Tyler Smith is playing really well. Don't want to mess up the rookie. So they're, they're moving him over there. And last week they alternated with, with Jason, your guy, uh, because they didn't want Tyron to come in off of not playing at all and play 70 snaps a game. Now, okay. evidently one week is going to be good enough because I think you'll see him as the, I don't think you'll see that rotation with him and, and Peters uh, this week, but Tyron, he, he said there's a lot of things that he could do better. Uh, and I guess getting reaccustomed to the right tackle spot hadn't played there since his rookie year, but it is, you know, you, you look at there's Zach Martin, there's Tyron Smith had 16 pro bowls on the right side wow. of the right. Cowboys offensive line. You, they get some combo blocks on, on, with those two guys and your running game might be able to do some stuff. Todd, what, what's your, just looking at the, from the outside, looking in at the Eagles here, um, what this, obviously the dynamic has changed in a big way without hurts and being Minshew in there, but yeah. Overall, what you've seen from the Eagles so far this year? I mean, it, it's hard not to be impressed, and they're the best team in football. I don't. There, there's, there's not a, there's not a stat you can point to and say, well, that's going to get them. You know, I, I guess run defense can be an issue, right? But yeah, they, they tighten it up somewhat. But yeah, yeah, and and every team has its flaws, right? There's not a perfect team out there, especially this year, and their flaws seem to be more manageable. Um, but everything that they've done for this year and adding the guys that they've added either in the offseason, A.J. Brown, or during the season, Joseph and, 
in Sue have, have paid off for them. So, but are, are they unbeatable? I don't think they're unbeatable. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think a team can beat them. And it's fun. You know, the Cowboys get grief for uh, needing the 98 yard drive to beat Houston. Well, two weeks earlier, didn't, what was the Eagles drive against the Colts, the Colts? team? They needed, they needed a late drive to beat the right. Colts. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there, there's a little bit of a, a right. give and take on that side. So again, they're a really good team, the best team in football, but they're not the 85 bears where you just knew they were going to win every single game or even the 07 Patriots where they were just going to out talent you win. That's why I think these playoffs are, are in the NFC for sure are, are going to be so interesting because truly anybody can beat anybody in, in you know, there might be some people say San Francisco might be the best team in the in the NFC right now, and they got they're on the third quarterback. I wouldn't go there, yeah. but there are some that might say that because of how well that defense is playing, what they have as a running game, what they what they have as a the whole unit. Mm-hmm. I'd still say the Eagles are one, the Niners are two, and the Cowboys are three. But any one of those three teams can represent the the conference in the Super Bowl. You know, speaking of running games, you know, how was Elliot? I mean, um, Ezekiel Elliott you know, kind of modified his game with Tony Pollard being the guy now, being the man. And, you know, people outside of, of Dallas, we thought that should have been – should have happened a year and a half ago, you know, but he's definitely stepped in and been, you know, the Pro Bowl guy now. I mean, has he dethroned Zeke now for good? Well, there, there is still – Zeke is still the, quote, starter for whatever that means, and their snaps are closer to 50-50. Um, but, but Zeke plays an important role in this team because of his – short yardage, goal line work. He's still a guy who can get you in the end zone. And he's still a guy, when they get to the tough yards, he's the guy that's going to get him. Now what Pollard's been able to do is is break some stuff and hit the home runs. He has more touchdowns this year than he had in his first three seasons. But they have a really good mix going on right now with both of those guys and how they're operating. Uh, Pollard's 31 yards away from 1,000. Zeke, if he hadn't missed those two games, he'd be on pace for 1,000. This is a team that still needs to be defined by its running game. It's switched a little bit between – how they go about it with Pollard and Zeke, but they're they're not going to become a Pollard heavy team at the expense of Zeke, and they're not going to become a Zeke heavy team at the expense of Pollard. They want to get both of those guys as many touches as they can, and you've seen that last week for sure might have been the most they were on the field together. So there are opportunities to get both those guys the ball when, when they're out to out there together, and, you, and certainly Pollard can do stuff lined up out wide in the slot, things like that, but. He, he's changed the dynamic of the run game and he makes it makes life a little bit easier for the offensive lineman because if they get a little crease, he's gone. Todd has the, has the pre because it's Minshew and, and, and not hurts has the pressure sort of shifted even more on the Cowboys in this game. I, I mean, I know the Eagles are in a good position because they can afford, look, they don't want to lose. They'd rather wrap it up, but they can, they can afford to lose and they'd still get the number one seed in that sense, but even more so because there's a backup quarterback playing for the birds. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a good point. I, I think it, it ultimately puts the Cowboys in a no win situation, mm-hmm. honestly, right? If they win the game, what's everybody going to say? Well, Hertz didn't play. You're better. You should have won the game. Right. And if they lose with Minshew as a quarterback, it's like, you can't even beat the backup quarterback, same old Cowboys. So th- that's kind of the, op- what they're operating under from the outside narrative. But I think from the inside, there's, there's a healthy respect for that entire team of what they can do because they've played against Fletcher Cox since the 1980s, right? He's been there that long, I think. I mean, they've gone against... He played before Barrett played. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was around with the Vermeer era, wasn't he? I mean, he's been there forever. He was in the 81 Uh, championship game. Yeah, you know, and and they know Bradbury and and Slay, and certainly McCarthy's got a history with with Slay from his time uh, in in Detroit and Green Bay and all that stuff. So they they know this is still a really good team, whether Hurts is the quarterback or not. 
I mean, I guess I would say it this way. Are the Eagles still a playoff team if Jalen Hurts doesn't play? Like, if he's, if he's not their quarterback. I'd make the argument that they're still a playoff team. It's a great point. It's a not, really not, great. Not thirteen and one. No, they're 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 probably they're like they're like the Giants, Washington, sort of in that mix down there at the bottom. And maybe even better than those guys because yeah. of what else is around around them. You know, the, yeah. the Giants don't have any really receivers. Washington's quarterback play, I, he, yeah, he's, he's done a great. But I think Minshew. Mm-hmm. If you were starting a team, would you go with Minshew or? or, well, or we, we were talking about this earlier. Todd. I'd be curious what your opinion is. If he comes out and has a, has a you know, pretty good game and the Eagles win this thing. He he's a free agent. He wants to start. He's made no bones about it. He can get himself a job with a pretty good performance, I think, maybe somewhere next year. Well look at Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, right? He went four and one. Yeah. Uh you know, this year and he's a free agent as well. Mm-hmm. Now his four and one and what Minshew's four and one might look a little bit different because Cooper's numbers weren't great. Mm-hmm. He did an excellent job of minimizing mistakes except for the Philly game. Right. And and answering when the Cowboys needed to answer. But he, he did enough to help himself at least have a decade-long career as a backup here in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, if he if he lights it up, do they keep him in and the Eagles win? Do they keep him in for another for another week and say, hey, take your time there, Jalen, we're good? Yeah, it's a great point because we, we have this debate all the time about uh, rest versus rust. And if, if they decided to go the rest of the way in the regular season, it would be five weeks between live, you know, bullets here for Jalen Hurts. That's a long time off, man. That is a long time off, and that the Cowboys have dealt with that before. 07, uh, they had home field advantage. 16, they had home field advantage where they played or didn't play their guys. And I think you need to play your guys because that team coming in with the division around wind has some momentum. And, and yeah. if you have a quarterback that hadn't played in five weeks, that, that's an awful long time. I, I think that rust builds up. Yeah, I agree well, you know, speaking of quarterback, you know, Dak, and he went out, he came out and said uh, something that. Kind of caught us up or off guard up on our market, you know, as far as what our media is saying that uh, it, it, in so many words, you know, uh, we're not really worried about what they have going on. We need to take care of ourselves. You know, I mean, how, how did you guys approach that when, when you asked them about it? Well, I, I think it's that's what they, that's kind of the default answer for around here for a lot of years that it, it's about them. It's not about the other team. And, you know, I, I don't think Dak was trying to, like, dismiss the Eagles when he was saying that. I think he was more about. We need to worry about what we're about, not so much what the Eagles are about, because they know, again, they're going to affect the quarterback with all, you know, Reddick and, and Graham and all, all these guys that they can bring to the quarterback. They, they, he knows the back end is talented as well. Um, but it, he's going to be confident in, in his guys that if they get it right, that they're going to win this game. And, then, and, and mostly, at least in the NFC East, Dak's been right. I mean, he's 26-6. and six. In the division, he's not lost a division game since I think the Eagles in 2019. So, you know, th- this is uh, these are the fun games, right? I mean, even if Hurts, it's all playing, about still. Yeah, th- these are still the fun games that you you're actually looking forward to going to the stadium. Going to the stadium a couple weeks ago when they played the Texans, I was like, "Yeah, gosh, who cares about this one?" <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll get there yeah. a little bit earlier on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get up for this, man, well, you know, this is what it's all about as yeah, a player, well, man. I, I well, live for watching this Dallas games, man. Yeah, I mean, no I, I live for playing them, bro. I mean, I, I'm I'm ready right now. I want to yeah, play he, right he, now. Todd, he has been. I, I we've had the comment. You got any now. snaps left in you? Yeah. No, no. But I, I would think I would. <laughs> I, I mentally, I'd be out there. I'm, I'm, I'm all the way with him. Mind, mind is willing. The body's not as right. Something like that. Uh, Todd, last one from me. Do we make on the outside? I mean, do we make too much of the sort of like Jerry distractions and all that other stuff? Like we always look at it. We're like, man, he's saying this again and that. 
does is the team kind of oblivious to that stuff at this point? Yeah, I, I believe so. And Dak has made reference to that when we've asked him about the, the Odell stuff that kept carrying on and carrying on. He's like, well, that's Jerry, right? I mean, I, I think these guys know how to compartmentalize. And you have to, especially when you play here, especially when it's Jerry, because he's so available and accessible uh, to us and on the local radio twice a week that he's going to say and available to us almost after every game that he's going to say some things that you just have to deal with and you can't let it affect you. Now, there are times where I, th- I know coaches in the past, it was like, why would he do that? All he's doing is bringing more attention. We don't need to have that situation. We, it, it just adds more stress and it's unnecessary, but it, Jerry, Jerry's going to market and Jerry's going to sell. And, you know, he's only now just finally realizing that the Odell thing isn't going to happen. And it probably was never going to happen because he was not going to be healthy enough to play at the Odell level until maybe an NFC title game or a Super Bowl. So this is a team that hadn't been to an NFC title game since 95. Mm-hmm. So you're putting a lot of hopes and prayers and a dream that he finally moved on to him. But I don't think – I think these guys are pretty well hardened to Jerry's going to Jerry and you just have to deal with it and not let it affect you. <laughs> Love it. Todd, last uh, prediction. What do, you, what do you think happens tomorrow? I, I think the Cowboys win this one in part because of what I talked about earlier, Dak's right. success against the NFC East. It is at home. And – you know, this this is still meaningful for the Cowboys. They can they can have their third win against a team with 10-plus wins. We've always talked about them beating teams. Or they never beat the teams that you don't expect them to win. To win. And even if Hurts doesn't play, I, I, that doesn't matter. It's still a 13-1 team. Um, but then you'd have that, the biggest road win at Minnesota, a win earlier this year against Cincinnati. So that, that would get them back on track to think, okay, they might have something here in the playoffs. Right? So I think the Cowboys win a, a, a close one. I don't know what the line is on that. I'm not good it's at that. It's moved stuff. a ton. It's like four and a half. It's it's been all over the place from. So let's say the it's four and a half. Cowboys four, four by, and a half. Yeah. Cowboys by three. So the Eagles cover. Eagles cover. Todd, I liked you till you said that, man. <laughs> I got him covering. What do you want? Yeah, yeah you can make no. some money, Barrett. I mean, come on. No, no, no. I mean, this is Garner Minshew's playing for a contract, man. He's interviewing in front of 31 other teams. It's going to be a tough one on your Cowboys, man. Tough one. It'll be fun. It's going to be fun. It, it could be high scoring. It could be 37, let's see, 37, 34. Like, like, Todd, we, we love your work, man. Keep, appreciate keep up appreciate the work. Uh, and we always appreciate when you hop on with us, man. Thank Thanks you a lot, bro. For Thanks, all the guys. information. Appreciate all right, it. you got it. That is Todd Archer. Todd, uh, you can check him out on Twitter, at Todd Archer. He is the ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Cowboys, and he's been doing so since 1997. Uh, good dude, man. Todd is a good dude. He's got good information here. He's. I think he's a very level-headed, objective guy. Like, he's not – some Homer, you know, you know, tooting the, uh, the, the Cowboys horn. He well, Rob, really I am, jump. I yeah. am, I am a Homer. <laughs> you're going to whoop their ass. Period. I like it. All right. I like it. <laughs> hey, let's do this. We're, we're going to come back and I want to dig into, I, I, I went through some Eagles numbers, which I think you'll enjoy. All right. And, and, and just, I want to soak it in Barrett. I want to marinate like Gunner would with his ribs and, you know, and some of the, uh, some of the stuff <laughs> they puts on him uh, on some of these numbers, because they're, I, I think sometimes we're getting to the point now where we're getting a little spoiled and glossing over them. But the numbers this year for the Eagles, both individually and as a team, are r- ridiculous. So we're going to dive into that when we get back. Uh, a little bit later, we'll, we'll go into the Jalen Hurts MVP candidacy and how much missing this game will hurt him, could hurt him in your estimation. We'll have our NFL segment where we're going to look at the power rankings for the NFL and the Week 16 previews. Uh, a little later, Barrett, favorite Christmas movies. 
Okay, we will dive okay, into that right. as well. We'll do all those kind of things. Don't go anywhere. He's Barrett. I'm Rob Gunner. Off today. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to tell you about the good folks at Pro Action Restoration. Yeah, my boy Barrett called me up. Said, "Man, I got a property. I need these guys to come take a look." All right, you got it. Boom, it's done, and they're there. Uh, it, again, if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, you've gone through some water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be. Or if, you, and if you're not really sure what you're looking at, if you're just moving into a place, give them a call. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week, which means if something bad goes down, you know, at an inconvenient time, overnight, weekend, whatever, they're there to help you at any time. They are ready to roll. I've gone through it on a Saturday. They got over to my parents' house. And they took care of business, man. They were amazing. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So any of the above, water, fire, smoke, mold damage, anything that you can think of, or if you're not really sure, just give them a call. They can handle it. 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean.
We're back. Yeah, we are. For Sports Day, tell a friend, please. Take us for YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button, too. Let's go out strong leading into the uh, to the holidays. Derek off today. Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Barrett, by the way, the, um, the Eagles Christmas album that they put out continues to just destroy. I mean, it... They, they they didn't have enough copies to, to sell. Um, Get out of here! Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it, it's it, it's just blowing up, and we know this. Like Mylotta can really sing. Yes, he's 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 definitely talented. I mean, he might have missed his calling and just being a a, a, a singer. You know I don't know. I, mean? I think I think he's I think he's doing all right financially, bro. You, you know what I mean? You, you said you say that until you have to wake up the next day That's from true. getting your head kicked in. For, for three and a half hours. Fair. That's fair. Um, at least he's being decently compensated. Right, right. I, I wasn't decently compensated, so I'm hating. I know. You are hating a little bit. Uh, Phil, it's called a Philly special Christmas, and it's it's the offensive lineman. It's Mylotta. It's Kelsey. It's Lane. Did they get Dickerson involved? I don't even – I don't – or, or say Malo. A bunch of them are there, man. Um, you got Jalen Hurts sings on a little bit. Okay. Um, A.J. Brown. Uh, oh, so they involved, they involved other other guys besides just the offensive yeah, line. Yeah. Other okay. guys, yeah. But yeah, so. it's pretty cool. I think it's available. You could uh, get it streaming now if you want to check it out. It's it's really good. I'll tell you, Kelsey's not what you would call like a traditional great singer, but he no, no. he'll go for it. He's not afraid to go for it, man. Hey, you know, it, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't shoot. <laughs> well, he 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 missed out on singing, and he definitely should stay missing out on singing. <laughs> you're suggesting Jason doesn't take those shots? Is that what you're right? <laughs> Sometimes it's not bad. Sometimes it's not bad to miss, bro. <laughs> I hear you. Um, all right, so a couple things I wanted to throw at you. You realize if the Eagles win their the the fourteenth game, that's the most they will have won if they're able to do that, pull that off. With they're sitting here at thirteen and one. Wow. Pretty cool, right? Yep, most yep. of franchise history, right? So that's one. A um, couple other things. No, you, right. did, you just see, you just did it. You just rolled by. I just rolled right. Think past. of how. Think of how. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great thing to talk about. I mean, this I team is about to be on the cusp, and they are going to win their 14th game. Right. They are about to win the most in franchise history. That's incredible, man. This team is that good. They've yeah. only lost one game, and and they were, they were actually a fumble. And uh, two fumbles away from winning, being undefeated right now. Mm. So, well, all right, let's look at that, Barrett. Let's look at what they've done. Okay. And, and granted, you know, some people will poo poo the schedule, whatever. I, I think it's very selective, uh, you know, reasoning that a lot of people have. Anyway, that Detroit game all of a sudden is looking like a much better win, right? That yep. they won to start the season because Detroit yep. may get into the playoffs. Absolutely. They're seven and seven now. Uh, my, uh, Minnesota, excuse me, ha- is an 11 and three team. That's, that's a good win. Washington is a team that's over 500. Uh, Jacksonville now all of a sudden might be a playoff team and might be over 500. They beat Dallas. Exactly. Who was an over 500 team? You know, they, they, Green Bay, who I don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay. We'll see. Maybe they'll be a playoff <laughs> team. But I, don't know. I don't know how much of a case I can make there. Um, yeah. But they beat the Giants, who are one win away from being a playoff team. Well, they'll play them again in a game that probably won't mean anything. You know, they, and they beat Chicago. Regardless, it's so hard not to slip up in this league. And they, it was really only one game, and there was a lot of weird stuff that even happened in that game. This is the most focused team in football. There's I, no I question think we can say that. Yeah. And when we played a lot of these teams, like you, you, they, they thought that, all right, you know, Jacksonville, this, Jacksonville is a damn good team. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's turned out that they are going to make it to the play. I think they will beat up on the Titans. Um, the Texans are a lot better, even though their record doesn't depict it. They were starting to get better, hit their stride when they first started playing us. When they played us, they started hitting their stride and they said, all right, if we could compete with the Eagles, we could compete with a lot of teams. And they are competing now a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts, I think we just slept walk through that game. Mm. You know what I mean? We just slept walk through that game. But then the Packers, we just utterly destroyed them. But yeah, know, that so, game wasn't even as close as the score. Yeah, you know, Titans utterly destroyed them. Giants destroyed them. Um, we should have destroyed the Eagles. And I think, you know, just once again, I'm, I'm going to say that this game plan wasn't necessarily uh, the game plan we should have used going into. We should have just talking handed, for, talking about the Bears. I mean, the Bears, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We should have just handed the ball off a lot more, man. We should have. Yeah, yeah and, that's the one. If there's one game I can really dig in and say you kind of just got away from yourself, it's that game. You know, and, and I'm not even of, talking about the, the, the injury to Hurts. I'm not even talking about No, no, just, just long before that, just getting yes. yeah, getting uh, Sanders more involved, et cetera. Yeah, I agree. We just now find out he's a Pro Bowl running back. Thousand-yard so runner. You know, yeah. So you know that he should have had the ball more. You know, Anytime, anytime you have a thousand-yard running back, you need to use him a lot more than what you're using him. Right. No question. You know? And and to all with all that said, they did still survive it. Right. And yep. you still this is what I, I love. Uh, you know, when it comes to Jalen, people will look at that game and say, oh, man, he had a really down game. And I know he had two interceptions. He I did not have a <laughs> Well, no. Right. Yeah. So this is my, my counter is he, he had one interception that was his fault. OK. The other one should have been uh, Quez Watkins is driving me crazy, but that's a different discussion for, for a different time. <laughs> He still throws for 300, what was it, 15 yards. He still scores three touchdowns and gets a two-point conversion with his legs. You know, that's a darn good game, man. Despite he overcame it, it not starting well is, is really what it could amount to. It was exactly. a slow start game is all it was. Right, right, right. And, and, and he can't be perfect all the time, even though we're expect, we've, we've grown to expect him to be that way. Yeah. He has been that way for so long that we it's hard to find kinks in his armor. Mm-hmm. Like when we're criticizing the run game, we're not criticizing necessarily him. We're criticizing Shane Steichen and Sirianni for not right stopping him, put him out of harm's way by just handing the ball off. We don't have to be running those read options and those 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 um, RPOs. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe we just call a a fifteen slant. Maybe we just call nineteen Bob. Maybe we just call Jab thirty two. Just straight run plays. He just hands them off. You know, especially with the running back that we have, you know, just just start running it up the middle. You yeah. know, so you know, well, I, that's the only which, thing I'm saying. Which is likely the stuff we're going to see tomorrow. Um, you would think, yes. right? Yes. Um, yes. That kind of thing. You know, for sure. All right. So th- there's that. There's the the fact that of oh, their first 14, they've won 13. Incredible. You know, 55 sacks from 29 last year. <laughs> You've shattered this thing, and you know, and and the club record is 62, which you know. I, they may or may not get like I think they're going to get it. The only way they wouldn't is if they're they're totally gas off the pedal. You know, last two games, yep. we don't want to get anybody hurt. Is the only way it doesn't happen. If not, they're going to have more sacks than any of those buddy teams. You know that we talk about all the time. Any of Jim Johnson's teams that we talk about all the time in terms of like uber aggressive and you know great players like Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and all and Hugh our buddy Hugh etc. I mean that in and of itself and and. You know, a lot of that is bringing in Hassan Reddick. A lot of that is, uh, you know, bringing in a couple of years back, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat developing. You know, that's a number. And they're first in the NFL. It, it, it's the ultimate correction 
you know, to, to what something that needed to be fixed and right. corrected in a big way. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, and I doubt seriously you're going to get that um, out of this Eagles defense. I think they're going to continue to do it. And it's not going to be Gannon calling be more aggressive. It's going to be more so guys like BG that are, that are, that are playing for contracts, playing for money. They're going to go out there and still do it. You you got Hassan Reddick wants to prove that he's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's going to go out there and play, you know, lights out because, I mean, he doesn't feel as though there's anything different from Michael Parsons' game to his game. He's playing at just a high level as, as, as Michael Parsons is. That's why you're going to see a special game out of him. You know, he's going. he wants to show. You know, there, there's a lot of guys with, with chips on their shoulders right now that have a lot to do with, with the way this team is going to go out and play. On, on on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know there there's there's a lot of ill will between a lot of guys and 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 this Dallas team and and how people think about this team. Yeah. I cannot believe all the metrics and everything that you know that ESPN has saying that 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 Dallas team is a better team than this Eagles team. Come on, I mean the disrespect is is unreal, man. It's unreal, and I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of talking about it. Man. I can't wait till we go out there and beat that ass, man. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm, 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 I love, dude, you have been zoned in all week. It's been phenomenal. I, I, I love it. I, you know, I eat it up. I love every right. second of it. And I know it's genuine, too. I, I know it's not just, just made up. All right, let, let's go to this one. Takeaways. How about 25? 25 on the season. Just a second. The Eagles and Cowboys are neck and neck. It kind of goes back and forth every week. Cowboys yep. are, are slightly ahead of them right now. But, but 25 takeaways for the Eagles. I mean, do you know, the first thing a coach preaches is ball security or take the ball away. And it's another thing they weren't good at last year, Barrett. And they've become arguably the best, if not, you know, neck and neck with the, with the Cowboys, the best in, in football this year. It is preached so much to, you know, to this Eagles team that these Eagles defenders, they're always trying to strip sack. They're always trying to create plays, get the ball in the air to create, you know, saying, um, problems for 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 offensive players i mean it's 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 definitely ingrained in them because they're always trying to do it and what makes this team a lot more aggressive is not necessarily the play calling Mm -hmm. but it's them going out and trying to will this game themselves they're not playing outside of the scheme but they understand how special they could be so they're playing accordingly and that's why they're trying to rip the ball out that's why they're trying to make these plays it's crazy, you know, when you sit back and think about a guy like Slay saying, oh, he's never got a, uh, an INT from the GOAT. And here, two younger guys get get an INT from the GOAT. <laughs> he, you know what he saying? wasn't afraid to say how ticked <laughs> off he was about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just little things like that, the competitive nature. They each go out, you know, especially in that secondary. And I and I and I and I saw it firsthand. I did a I did a charity based um softball game for Smitty. Right. And uh, I, I was actually the only veteran player there. I mean, you know, retired player there. That's so an honor was, that, that they asked you to do it. Man. Right. Crazy. I'm there and and, um, and just listening to how they talk to each other. You know, the competitive nature with Avante Maddox and Slate were going right. back and forth. Like, I mean, back and forth like, you know, you did in the Sandlot. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have more interception than you. Oh, no, no, you can't outplay. I mean, it's, it's going back and forth. Even in softball, it went back and forth. That's how competitive they are. So they're all challenging each other, trying to reach the, you know, the the apex of their game and pulling each other up while they're doing it because one guy's trying to be better than this guy, this guy's trying to be better than that guy. I mean, that's how you become a competitive team. That's what come you become a great team. 
I can remember all the time, Deshae Towns is always talking stuff to the other DBs, you know, Troy Palomalo, you know, all those guys, uh, Chris Hope, all these guys were just, you know, so competitive with each other. It made them great. You know, Ike Taylor, you know, oh, no, you ain't going to outplay me, Shay Shay. Oh, okay, uh, you know, I, I got you, Ike, I got you this play. And, uh, and after a while, it starts breeding into those guys becoming so competitive that it goes in the field and it spills on the field, and now these guys are going at it. And they're, you know, making themselves better while they're doing it. Mm, yeah. All right. So that's that's another one. Let's go to this one. And this this really sort of ties in directly with it, but nonetheless, worthy of pointing out. They're plus 12 turnover differential, which is the best in the league. I mean, so you're talking about number one in sacks, number two in takeaways by one, I think. Uh, first in turnover differential. The, again, the all these key metrics. And they're a team that doesn't give up a lot of sacks, that doesn't give the ball away, obviously, when you have the best, you know, you know the, the turnover differential. So they've done an amazing job taking care of it and taking it uh, from the opponent. And one of the reasons, again, this is this is how you become 13 to one. It's not one little thing. It's a lot of things. The million right, little right. things. The turnover say. margin is incredible, man. You know, and, and even with the two interceptions in this game, they're still tops in the, in the league. Yeah. And, and when you don't turn the ball over, you win. I mean, that's, 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 that's the, you know, only way you can think about it. When you keep the ball and you don't give it away, you win games. And that's, that's, that's actually, that's one of Jaws's biggest pet peeves. He always talks about it. Ball security. Mm-hmm. Keep the ball. As long as you have the ball, you don't give it up. You're cool. You're good. And that's, what's working for this team, man. It is, it's, it's they're so talented in all these positions, but you can be really talented but not play well together. Mm-hmm. For instance, you look at the Rams' defense. The Rams' defense is talented, but are they at this point playing that way? No. Right. No. So it's crazy, man. I, I, I love how talented this team is, man, but the way they work together, that they vibe together is why they're so good. All right, let me give you some individual stuff here. Um uh, you right now have two players with double-digit sacks. Very likely you could get to four, and that'd be the first time ever in franchise history. We know Reddick's already there. We know Hargrave's already there. Sweat sits at nine and a half. He only needs a half sack. Brandon Graham needs a, a sack and a half to get there. First, again, with with the history of the pass rushers on this team, for this for this team to potentially be the first team to ever get there is pretty wild, man. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I I think the sweat will have it next week. Um, I think it's at least a half of one this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, tomorrow. I'm sorry. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll have one tomorrow. BGLE's have one, but he'll have he'll have ten before the season. And, and is that for the entire NFL or is it just for the Eagles? I think it's the entire NFL, right? To have four guys that double oh. the sex. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I. I don't know. I know Eagles. Maybe. Maybe I have to check that. Maybe it is NFL history too. I don't know. Yeah. You but, I mean, that's that's incredible, man. Yeah. We have four guys with double digit sacks. We couldn't even get one for the past five years. Twenty nine <laughs> last year. Twenty nine, man, and they're at fifty five. It's crazy. Oh um, man. All right, let's go to the offensive side. You already have AJ Brown with a thousand. You got Devontae with nine oh one. So again. Likely, unless they just call the dogs off at the end of the year, you're going to have 2,000-yard receivers. You could have had maybe three, maybe with Goddard. It would have been tight. He missed too much time. But he's playing this week. Um, But that tells you, you know, this is not just the running team that we were told that they were going into the season. 
it's, it's, it's almost like it's not enough footballs to go around. Yeah. That's how that's how you can look at it. There's not enough footballs to go around. And as a defensive coordinator, how do you approach that? That's what I think of it. How do you approach stopping this Eagles team? Mm-hmm. All right, you're going to divest all your resources to stop the run. All right, you're going to keep eight guys in a box. That means you can't double team either one of the guys outside. So Smitty's going to have at least a one-on-one block, uh, one-on-one coverage, or AJ's going to have one-on-one coverage. One of those two is going to have one-on-one coverage. And I know for a fact that they could beat whoever's in, if they go to one-on-one. So you pick who you want. Mm-hmm. You want AJ or do you want uh, Smitty? Or now you got Goddard back. Are you right. going to let Goddard sit around in the middle of the field and keep getting chunk yardage every time he catches it? He might catch a, foot, a, a three-yard route when he makes it 15 yards just from his athletic talent, the way he runs over people and finishes plays. I'm fascinated to see what he's going to look like this week. I know he, there's there's you know potentially a rust factor, but he it feels like he has such a good connection with Minshew. And you pointed out all the time, the tight end is always the quarterback's best friend. Absolutely. You know, Goddard, Goddard could be a huge factor in this game potentially. Well, I mean, remember the last time those two played together? Yeah. Starting, you know, I mean, he had 100 yards. Two touchdowns. I mean, look at the chemistry those two had together. I mean, he would – there were times that he, he pushed out of the pocket and boom, who's sitting right there ready to save him? Dallas Goddard. So, yeah, you know, you, you have – and now they have the ability to run 12 personnel again. Mm-hmm. 12 personnel makes them – forces the defense to put an extra guy in the box. Mm-hmm. because you're forced to stop the run. If you have 12 people, that's the worst thing you can do to a defense. You really demoralize a defense by running on them. You know, you ask any defender. You can ask Seth Joyner. You can ask anybody. Hassan Redding. Ask mm-hmm. anybody. How do you just, just like totally just, just you know, intimidate a defense? Is to run the ball on them and they can't stop it? That's the worst thing in the world you could do to a defense because you can't stop the bleeding. You just steady handing it off. I can remember, man, being on teams where we ran the ball. We didn't care what it was, who it was, or how they were trying to stop it. We would just punish people, punish right. them. And after the games, man, they, they I mean it wasn't no shaking hands or anything. They would just walk off the field. We just totally demoralized them, man. Yeah. That's just awesome. walk off the field, man. And that, that's what this Eagles team can do. Mm. I mean, look at look at the look at the left side. You got 360 and 370, six foot eight, six foot six, coming off the rock. Landon Dickerson, Jordan Malata. Can you imagine them double team? I don't care who it is. You double team them two. Yeah. Get up on the back of that. That's 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 almost unfair. That's unfair, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh a thousand yard rusher, which again, this will be the first time in Miles Sanders' career that he's going over the thousand yard mark. So you're you know, also capable of hurting you that way and this goes back to the you know pick your poison do you go after Devontae? do you go after aj brown do you go after dallas yep. goddard do you go after miles sanders do you go after whoever's playing quarterback He's been underused yeah underused he could easily he could be 1200 1300 right now <laughs> easy easy. He really could i mean it's amazing yeah he has it been is undervalued well not really no he's, he hasn't been undervalued but he's been underused because his value even in him being out there makes a defense you know Make sure they know where he is. Mm-hmm. They make sure they know where he is. So yes, they 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 don't undervalue him, but they don't use him enough. They definitely don't use him enough. Yeah, and look, I think ultimately uh, is, is the Eagles' core belief to, to throw the ball to win in the NFL. Yes, I do. Yes. I think they believe that. I think they did what they had to do last year. I think this year has been a nice hybrid of Sanders runs, Hurts runs, 
mixed in with a really good passing game. I, I really th- honestly think they're getting the best of all worlds, you know, this year with what they're able to do. Like they're 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 still hold true to what they believe ultimately, um, but but they're still able to run the ball when they have to run it, and they have the most effective QB sneak in football. <laughs> with, with, with hurts. It's like taking candy from a baby, man. Like, how many times have you have you turned around and been like, "All right, oh, they they really went they really went for third and uh, QB stick with third and four. They do it all the time. Like they did it. Um, <laughs> God, it was the game before. It was the game before. Uh, it was the Giants game, right? I mean, went for a fourth and seven in the first quarter, and then and then they just ran him out of the building after that. But it's not. There's just ultimate confidence. Now, I don't know. Will they stay as aggressive on fourth down with Minshew as opposed to uh, Jalen Hurts? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, which is okay. I mean, you trust your defense enough that you don't have to. Right, uh, right. If that's the case. All right, so let's go to that. Now, Jalen Hurts, 35 touchdowns through 14 games. Now, had he stayed healthy, that number's probably in the 40s, all things considered, all things combined. Um, You know, 22 throwing – 13 rushing um he can hurt you a number of different ways if you look at his his passing statistics um as far as in the air you know passing numbers 3472 22 touchdowns five interceptions a 104.6 passer rating 67 completion percentage on the ground 747 and 13 touchdowns so he's hurt you so many different ways this year um yeah i i, I mean he's not mvp he's not mvp well, we're gonna numbers. Get, yeah, <laughs> we're getting into that in a minute. Don't don't think we're ignoring that. Um, but I was interested um, in in what Todd Archer had to say because you and I've been talking about this a lot. Getting this guy some reps, even if you have it wrapped up, I th- I do think it's important. I really do. I, I think it's important for the entire team, frankly. And I don't know. I I can't say I have a good feel for what the Eagles are going to do if that's the case. If they're going to sit all these guys or not, I don't know. Uh, but I would hope they play him a little bit either in the Giant or the Saints game. Bro, they have supreme confidence yeah. in Jalen as a player. I mean, they held him out the entire preseason. The entire preseason, with the exception of one drive. Right. And he came back in and balled, won a game for us in Detroit. So we have a we have a, a game plan. We have we've seen it happen before. We've seen him do it before. Mm-hmm. So I don't quite have the problem. I, I I do have a problem with it. But I'm not necessarily, you know, going to cry because they're not going to do it. You know, I, mean? I, I know they're going to do it. I know why they're doing it. And just this this last game just kind of set it in stone and made it concrete that they will do it. Yeah. I mean, I know that they can they, they'll they'll be able to adjust to it and they'll they'll come back from it. I hope that they bring them out there for a series or two. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But the likelihood that they do. Come on, man. I, I don't know, man. I, 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 five is a long number. If it was three, if it was two, but potentially, I'm talking about just for Jalen. I don't know, man. And you're going to have a team like Todd pointed out earlier, who you know playing their first round game is going to they're going to come in hot. They will have won a game, and the Eagles will be sitting for a long time. That's boy, is that going to be? There's going to be a lot of debate surrounding that, man. That is that is for sure. All right, so let's come back, Barrett, and let's dig into the MVP discussion. All right, and how much not playing this kind of spotlight game is going to hurt Jalen Hurts uh, compared to some of the others. We'll look at what Holmes is doing. We'll look at what Josh Allen's doing, Burrow's doing. 
maybe maybe you want to throw Tyreek Hill in there. You want to, you know, somebody non-quarterback, we could do that as well. But we'll dig into the the uh the MVP discussion, two o'clock NFL talk. Uh Washington getting a big piece back. Uh there's there was a, a an extension given out in Green Bay. We'll look at the 2021 quarterback draft. We'll do our power rankings and week 16 previews a little later. Favorite Christmas movie. And we'll uh curious where you guys stand on that in the uh, in the chat section as well. All right, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, off today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you now about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any, any issues like today here in our area, uh, winds, uh, potentially freezing rain, the kind of things that just sit on branches that could maybe have them come down and cause you big problems. You want to get your trees evaluated. They're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. And their specialization is tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. You go to their Facebook page or their Instagram uh, for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610 610- 850 2848 Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. What's up, everybody? Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Happy, uh, happy uh, holidays to you and your families, and hope you're doing well out there. Hope you have a great, great weekend. Uh, be safe and enjoy, that's for sure. He's Barrett. I am Rob Dirk. Off today, we're hanging out with you. Get you set for the Eagles and the Cowboys tomorrow, Christmas Eve day, 425 start. Uh, Barrett, we'll dive into some of the big matchups. Uh, most of them are tomorrow. Uh, Sunday slate is, eh. Is not quite as good, but there's some good games tomorrow. Um, all right, let, let's dig into the MVP thing. I just mentioned with Jalen Hurts, he's got 3,400 passing yards. He's rushed for 747. He's got um, 35 combined touchdowns, a really good passer rating of 104.6. You know, at, and I think it's pretty much universal now. Most books, sports books, had him as the leader in the clubhouse. Um, for the MVP race until he went down. And then, you know, which is not really necessarily fair, but that flipped uh, in a big way. Patrick Mahomes is the leader. Now, let me give you Mahomes' numbers. He's got 4,496 yards passing. He's completing 67% of his passes, 35 touchdowns in the air. He's got 11 interceptions, and he's got a 105 uh, passer rating. Now, he's he's not 
as nearly the the running threat, which is you know everybody's game's different, but he's got 313 running yards and three touchdowns on the ground. So he's got 38 touchdowns altogether. Um, look, no question, Mahomes is incredible. So when you have these debates, it's not like you're knocking these other guys. They're they're unreal, um, and Mahomes is, and he's doing it without Tyreek Hill. Uh, so it's been re- a remarkable season. But if you're just asking me this year up until this point, for me. I'll take the guy who's 13 and one and still putting up monster numbers. And that's Jalen hurts. Absolutely. You know, um, the ultimate is the winning record, you know, really. So that's, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, I've, I've, I haven't seen a team. Um, I haven't seen a, an MVP winner on a team with just average, you know, win total results. You know what I mean? You usually have to be up there as an upper echelon um, teams at least a playoff team to be an MVP. I don't know if there's been an MVP that's not been in the playoffs or had a bad team. So you look at the, you know, you, you look 13 and one. I mean, that says it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, 13 and one, the next one is 10. Tyson Mahomes with eighth one, 10 games. I mean, 13 games as opposed to 10 games. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. And he's doing it and he's doing it with stats that aren't measurables for what you use for, pass MVPs as far as passing. And that's the only detriment that he has that, you know, they just won't look at those other stats, those other intangibles, which make him an even better, um, an even, even better quarterback. When you think about how he's doing it with his legs and he's doing it with his arm. Yeah. And that's my thing, Barrett. I, I just, you know, I've been saying this all year. I, I think because it, he does it somewhat unconventionally where it's not just passing for the most part. There are some that will still hold that against them uh, rather than looking at the playoff total. And I think that's wrong. Therein lies the issue. Like the game has changed and we're going to be seeing more and more of this where it's, it's, it, I don't know, I guess, do they, do they hold it against Josh Allen? Like it, does he get points taken off, if you will, from some people because he does it with his legs? I mean, no, he's rushed, he's rushed for 705 yards and six touchdowns. Does that seem to be an issue for anybody? You know, and I know he's thrown for thirty, but like, why is there a difference there? Right. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't quite understand it either. I don't quite yeah. understand it. It's strange to me. Uh, Dan asked, "Do I think that, that Carson should have won the MVP uh, despite missing the last two games?" I, I, I think he was definitely on pace to win the MVP, Dan. And I think was it was it only two games? I Weren't they eleven and two? I, th- I think it was more than that. I think it might have been. Maybe it was maybe they, it was three games. Whatever. I mean, not, not regardless. I actually do think he could have made a strong case for him to win it. Um, and I don't. That's also assuming that we're not going to see Hurts again. I don't know if we will. We may. We may not see him. That's very possible. Barrett thinks that they would sit him the rest of the way. I, I think he should get him a little bit of touch, and that's not going to help his MVP cause for sure. Um, but yeah, it hurts him for sure. It hurts him. There's no it doubt. Not playing in this game. I mean, this game is Christmas Eve, the the most touted matchup of the week. For, for, you know, and again, was a little bit of the luster knocked off of it with the Cowboys losing last week a little bit, but still, it's still a huge game. If he went out there and balled in this game against Dallas on that national stage, he'd have won it. I think it would have given him enough distance that it really wouldn't have mattered what happened in the last two games. I believe that. I do. You know, I believe but, he would have won it, bro. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, let me let me make a, make the case for Allen here. Allen's got uh, 3,800 passing yards. He's got 30 passing touchdowns. He doesn't have 11 interceptions. And his passer rating is not as good as either of those two guys. It's 97.3. 
He's run for 705 and six touchdowns. You know, he's he's averaging 50 yards per game. Again, he's a beast. This is not a knock on either of these guys. But if you're just asking me which side, by the way, four red zone interceptions for Josh Allen. That's key. Yeah. Um, so I would I would certainly lean um, Jalen over over Allen at this point as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think he's kind of thrown himself out of the MVP race from what he did, you know, lost those games. And he was direct. He was directly involved with both of those two losses, bad losses in the middle of the season. Well, was it like four games ago? Yeah. So he was direct. He was directly involved with the loss and uh, throwing those picks in the red zone in the most inopportune times. I just think that what Jalen has done, even with the two the interceptions he threw this last week, that's still nothing compared. That's, that's still less than half of what the other guys have. Mm-hmm. Talking about 11 interceptions to five. Right. 700, what is that, 700 yards rushing? Yes. 700 yards rushing. He has 13 TDs, rushing TDs. Mm-hmm. And then how many passing TDs? 22? Jalen's got 22 and 13, yep. 20, combined 35, yep. Come on, man. I hear cool, you. Man. That's right I up there you. with everybody else. All right, let me throw Burrow at you, uh, just to, to get the you know another guy who's definitely in contention for sure. Um, uh, Three thousand eight hundred eighty-five passing yards, thirty-one touchdowns in the air. He does have ten picks, uh, a one hundred two point five passer rating, and he's completing sixty-eight percent. Like Burrow's numbers are really good. You know, uh, he's rushed for two hundred forty-two, and uh, he's got five touchdowns on the ground. You know, Burrow's got a lot of touchdowns, thirty-six touchdowns. I mean, that's a that's a good number. Um, and again, his team's on fire right now too, which is helping him, you know, in a big way. They're, 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 you know, after that slow start, they're on a real run. So he's definitely a guy who's in contention too. Um, and, and look, he's a great player. He's just a flat out great player. He can do it. He do a lot of stuff, man. He lost his, his, his he lost his, his rod receiver for like yeah. two games. They also. didn't get much of a beat without the Jamar Chase who's a great yeah. player. So when you, you know, think about that, you know, he, and he wasn't getting protected, uh, not until now. He's starting to be protected now. Yep. His offensive line has finally turned the corner and starting to protect him now, which is helping him, you know, put up even better numbers. Yeah, big um, time. I, I just, I mean, I just can't wait, man. It's, it's the total disrespect. That I, it, it, I'm starting to get heated up again. I'm trying to calm <laughs> myself down. Man. I, I hate the disrespect that this team gets. Uh, you know, I mean, Jalen, it shouldn't be a question. We shouldn't be sitting here trying to talk about if Jalen's an MVP candidate, I mean, if he's an MVP guy or not, if he should just win. He should just win, man. I mean, they just did the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why can't they do the MVP? Look, I I think you got to at least finish up. (laughs) I hear you. You got to finish the race here. Let me me throw a couple others at you that deserve at least some love here. Non-QBs. You know, Justin Jefferson is over 1,600 yards receiving, man. That's ridiculous. Whoa, like that is crazy. I mean, he's 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 likely going to get over three two thousand yards receiving. Everybody in the stadium knows the ball is going to him. Yep. And Everybody, including the defense and the defensive coordinator. Yep. And they double team him. Mm-hmm. They have somebody at the top of him. They they bracket him. And he's almost unstoppable, man. His his route running, man. He his his sense of where he needs to be at. The cohesiveness he has with cousins. It's impeccable, man. This guy, you know, I mean, you, you saw what you saw what the Colts did. They just tried to knock him out the game. Yeah. They were just trying to bully him out the game, man, make him stop doing what he was doing. Mm. 
and they still couldn't stop him. He still came back in the game, still balled out. Like, can you imagine the knock was this guy's just a slot receiver? Like, I, don't, really? I, I know he's pissed. I know how he's still pissed. No, I know. I, I'm not. I, I'm not even taking a shot at Howie. It's just, it's just really frustrating, just generally that that was because if you watched in the year before, because that was when that when he played in the slot was Jamar Chase's true freshman year. Right. You watched Jefferson the year before that. He played all over the place. Exactly. It was just a big whiff. All right. So the other one, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he leaves, you know, the comfort of Patrick Mahomes and he goes to Miami. He's over 1,500 yards receiving. Now he's starting to pick it up with touchdowns. He's got seven now. He didn't have a ton early, but he started to pick it up a little bit lately. But, you know, nonetheless, he, that combination with Mike McDaniel and Tua and, you know, Waddle on the other side is pretty phenomenal. Oh, that's 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 crazy, man. He's another guy. You know the ball's going to him. And it's not like he there's a bunch of bomb plays, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a couple plays where, you know, 20, 30 yards or more. Mm. But for the most part, it might be a look a little um a little crossing route, a little under route, a little dagger coming back to the ball, and then he just takes it up after that. He gets more exciting is when he gets the ball, man. Not just him beating guys off the line. But him starting to go out there and, and 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 as soon as he gets the ball, able to just run past people like they're standing still. Like I've seen guys just quit running. Yeah. They're like 30 yards away from the from, from the end zone. They just quit running because they know the speed that he has. Because he man, he's so fast, he just turns around and looks at you. Well, you know, Barrett, for for like in a league with just the, the fastest, quickest, sickest athletes. For for to be to to be that much faster and quicker than those guys tells you like you're in you're in a different orbit, you know, and, and he is a, a legit track guy who can catch the ball. And he, and he's put the guy, he's not some skinny, you know, like he's a tank. I mean, it's right. crazy. He's built like a running back. Yeah. And fast. I mean, super fast, man. He's, he's thick, man, but he just, his speed, man. And his acceleration off the top, gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's no a question. threat, bro. And that's, uh, that's a great, that's a great combination of him and Waddle. Cause Waddle's just as fast. Oh, really good. Really good. combo. <laughs> Let's give some some runners some love here. Josh Jacobs, he's over 1,400 yards rushing. He's got 11 touchdowns. He's doing it, uh, Barrett, with and, and still averaging 5.1 yards per carry. So he's over five yards per carry. He's their workhorse. He's getting more than 106 yards per game. He's only fumbled twice in 291 carries. And, and they they didn't uh, they didn't pick his option up. No, nope. uh, he, he he's a free agent at the end of the year. I'm trying to figure out how does Alabama get all these players, man? Well, Where'd you look at what they from, just man? crank out. With, it's just in terms of like running backs and receivers, not to mention defensive players and all that. But it, right, it's, right. their recruiting is just it's otherworldly, man. Well, they don't have to recruit. You know, teams recruit I me. Mean, uh, players recruit them. I mean, you got both the boys up there in uh, in, uh the defensive tackles in Washington. Yeah, Payne and um, and Allen, Amari Cooper, Smitty, uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, 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 King Henry. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on about these players, man. I mean, how does Alabama do it, man? This is before they start getting paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Before mm-hmm. they start getting paid. Yep. That's yep. good. Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's ridiculous. Tua. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to see some monstrous um, contracts. Oh, no question. This summer, you know, for sure we are. All right, so the other one um, that I think deserves – you know, some, some notoriety here. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'll give you his numbers cause they haven't been as good lately, but considering where he was, I think Saquon Barkley where he'll end up getting like the comeback player of the year. 
But still, he's already over 1,100 yards. He's got nine touchdowns running. He's their, I'd say, primary receiving target as well. Yep. Um, he's turned back into what they thought he was going to be coming out of Penn State after a couple year hiatus because of injuries. And he's another one, Barrett, who's game plan for. Like he's the guy you got to stop every single time. Every single time, you know, you know he's gonna get the ball, man. He's special, man. But I think he needs to get out of out of New York. Hmm. You get him out of New York, I think he can flourish as a as a player, man. They, they're not gonna allow him to be great out there. What Dable? With Dable being there, he probably could. But unless they get a quarterback, he's going for somewhere where an established quarterback is there. Like, can you imagine him being somewhere like uh, Buffalo or? Chiefs, or you know, Wait, somewhere with it with a, a good passing attack where it's not yeah. all just geared towards him, yeah, yeah. Like he did everything, you know what I'm saying? He did he was wildcat quarterback half the time when they were in the red zone in the mm-hmm. beginning of the year when they were winning those games. I mean, he did absolutely everything for that team, everything for that team, man. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. <clears throat> you know, and then the other side that we we don't. We, we probably don't give – it's almost just like an offensive award. But, you know, if you want to go to the other side, um, there's a lot of guys that, that, that deserve it. I mean, you could you could start with the sacks. Nick Bosa's got 15-and-a-half. Matthew <laughs> Judon's got 14-and-a-half. Miles Garrett's 13-and-a-half. You know, Parsons has 13. Reddick's got 12. You know, all these guys should be in some kind of, you know, discussion. But it's, it's, it's such an offensive award. These guys don't get a whole lot of love on the other side, man. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, I like, you know, look, guys that, you know, that that walk the walk on the defensive side of the ball, man. Like, you look at, you know, guys um, like Wooten, uh, the, the 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 corner from uh, – No, Woolen. Yeah, they, they came from Seattle. Yeah, Woolen. You got Woolen. You got, you know, you got Sauce Garner. Mm-hmm. And these kids they, are balling. They don't throw man. at them. Young yeah. guys, man. Young, young guys, too. Young guys, man, that, that I could see becoming them, them anchors as cornerbacks, you know, just like the Jalen Ramseys. Yeah. And and you know what? Shame on me. I should have brought this up earlier, too, when we were talking about Eagle stats. C.J. Gardner-Johnson with six interceptions, man, and he's missed a few games here. Yeah. Yeah, What what would that total have been had he not, you know, gotten hurt? What our defense has been if he hadn't got hurt. Yeah. Even better than what it is right now. Yeah. No, right. And and, and what does he have to come back? That uh, their hope. I I think he's more of a playoff comeback than, than anything else. Okay. Um, but that that's he's another free agent, but that's a move that the Howie makes, you know, right before the regular season starts. He smells a little blood in New Orleans. He knows that they're they don't want to pay him. Howie swoops in and grabs him. And it's it's he aggressive, smart GMing, man. And that's that's how you land that right before the season starts, that's how you land land Joseph and Sue in season, uh, in addition to everything else that they did in the offseason. It's it's amazing. It really is. It absolutely is. And, you know, and we're still talking about this MVP race, man. I mean, it's just a quarterback-driven league. And, yeah. and they should just I, they should just name it quarterback MVP instead of anything else. When was the last time an MVP candidate was uh, not a quarterback? I don't know. Was it no, AP? Not, not on the offensive side is even a better question. You I know? thought AP won it one year. Yeah, I'm saying when it got, when was the last time it wasn't an offensive player? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, I mean, it's like the Heisman. The last time was Woodson out of Michigan in 98. Yep, yep. So there should almost be two awards. I Just Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Yep, yep. With the Heisman and the the MVP. But, no, look, I mean, when you consider the Eagles are are 
you know, have that many players in consideration for, for a budget like Hertz. Uh, you're talking about AJ Brown in consideration as, as you know, one of the best receivers a lot, man. Like there's a lot of talent on this team. Even Justin Jefferson MVP. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, for sure. Why did you, you, would you say like, just from a talent standpoint, they haven't proven it yet. Obviously is this set? Is this 22 team more talented than the 17 team? No question. No doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. They were, I mean, just look at them as a whole. Offensively, the quarterback position, they're more talented. The receiver positions, they're more talented. Uh, the running back position, they're more talented. Mm-hmm. O-line is a um, – to start the season out, is a wash. You know, because, I mean, they, they had a great offensive line there. Defensive line – I think that's – I'd have to give the edge here. Cornerbacks, there's no question. With exception of the safeties, the secondary, the two safeties we had in the secondary at the time. Right. Well, I mean, way better. Right. I mean, you can't say anything about those. No, guys. that's – there's no <laughs> doubt. There's no doubt on that Two one. corners, you can't even – it's not even close with, with Bradbury and Slay. Yeah, Slay, yeah. I mean, they might be the best uh, – I don't know. They, but you got Malcolm Jenkins and, and, and then uh, – then um, what's his name? Um uh, Rodney, Rodney were phenomenal. Yeah, you're right. That 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 position is no doubt 17. Then linebackers. Ooh, this is tough because yeah, you know, you know Jordan Hicks got hurt. So do you count him? That's um, it. Yeah, I would. I would still count him. Bradham. Yeah. Bradham was a darn good linebacker. Probably doesn't get enough credit. He was, but he was slow as pond water. But he still made plays. And then you had Kendricks. Yeah. So I mean. That's close too. Right, that's really close, man. Because I might have to give an edge going to um, going to seventeen. Yeah, a little bit of the edge. Yeah, you know. But um, it, during the Super Bowl time, I'd have to say, right now our, our linebackers, but Edwards and White are better than at the time Bradham and Hicks. Mm-hmm. You know, just because Hicks Hicks could Hicks could do everything that that. Uh, that TJ could do and white could do everything that Hendricks could do. Yeah. So, yeah. And they just decided different defenses also. So, Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. That's for sure. Uh, offensive line. I would go with this team, even though there's some parts that, you know, you had Jason Peters back there, but he was hurt though. So he was hurt. Um, big V played well, but I, I'll take this collective over that collective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then they had, you know, um, they, they had a good offensive line. Those, 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 they did for sure. But they had some spotty guys in there. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, Wisniewski. Wisniewski, yeah. Wisniewski. He was solid. He was solid. He wasn't. Yeah. He was bad. He had a nice jack career. All trades, yeah. You know, jack yeah. of all trades. They, but they had they had Brooksy in there though. They did. Brooksy yeah. was, you know, that was probably a, a way. It was a way better right side than left side that mm-hmm. year. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, you look at the the overall receiving core. I'll take this one. I'll take this one also. AJ what about tight end though? Yeah, I mean that's too. I got. I, I got to go through. I got to go with depth. It's that, it's that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, you talking about Ertz and Selleck over over Goddard and his backups. That's a hundred percent seventeen. You have to. Yeah, you know that's seventeen. Um, running backs. I'll take Miles Sanders over 
over you know it was a different kind of LeBron, yeah. Garrett was good for what he did. He was a he was a, he was a goal line guy. It's a little bit tough. Open things up. That's a little tough just because it's so different. You know, yeah, way different. We ran a different play, the different offense. You know, everything is a lot different. Yeah, now. you almost have to like those two cancel each other out, I guess. But then you got a guy that had a thousand yards though. Yeah. You yeah. got a thousand yards. LeGarrette Blunt wouldn't get anything close to no. thousand yards. No. And then who'd you kid we trade for? Ajayi. Uh, Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. I, I can't even Jay Ajayi couldn't hold it. He couldn't hold it to count of either one of our running backs. No. I mean he Lost was good for that or, team. He was yeah. a nice piece for that team. Yeah. No, right. and, and and had some nice runs in the Super Bowl. So did Blunt. Yeah. You know, so yeah, did Blunt. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But, Hundred yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's true. Um, kicker or is the same punter yeah. advantage to that team? Punter, yeah, Donnie, Donnie 17, long ball no. compared to <laughs> Donnie was that dude. Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I love Donnie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he had, he was really good. He didn't have any. What do you have? One punt in the Super Bowl. He didn't get a lot of work, but right. That's good. Uh, and then special teams, I would go with that team for sure. And even though Sproles was hurt, um, yeah, I mean, look overall. I'm, I'm taking talent on this team. Just talent. Yeah. It's not doesn't mean they're going to come up clutch like that team did. But and that's talent. a big thing. They were clutch, clutch, clutch. That team was fearless, man. And and they. Uh, that, that's why, again, you get back to this game against the Cowboys. This notion that it's over if you have a backup. Don't we know better than that? Oh, Cross has put some. Uh, Cross puts them. They say I'll take 17's coaching staff. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, look, Doug. Doug. Uh, you got Doug. Schwartz, Doug Schwartz, uh, officer coordinator, uh, Frank Reich. Man. Yeah, I, 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 that's hard. <laughs> that's real hard because Sirianni and Steichen and Gannon. That's hard. It's pretty good. Yeah, like it's not. It's not the easy. No, it's not. Hard. No, that you could really bat. You can make a case, a hard case for either side. I mean, the only thing that they have, like Coach Fip, is hands down. Oh, special Sorry. teams destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I know, but but back, but back to the point. Like the, the, this, you can't go in there and win in in Dallas with a backup quarterback. The Eagles beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. And I know Foles is way more established than than you know Gardner, but stupid Gardner is. But give me a break. I mean, there's there's such a good team around him that absolutely they can win. Absolutely, absolutely they can win. This it, game. It, and that's why I said, you know, when you think about what Parsons said, there was some truth to what Parsons said, but you still can't downplay the effect, downplay the effect on what Jalen Hurts is. Yeah. And that's the only thing. That's the only thing with me. You know, yes, you could say this is a great team. All in all, it's a great team. Mm-hmm. But you can't downplay Hurts' effect on how these guys are playing great, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's a good point. It's a really good point. I think that <sighs> – the other part is there is a little piece of all of those guys who wants to show everybody, you know, that we got our guys back, that we're going to pick this thing up and and, and let's just stick it to them, period. Let's stick it to them, period. I think all of them kind of view it the same way. I, I really believe that. Like, I think they're all going to come out, especially like you said, the offensive line is going to be on their game, man. They're going to be on their game. And I think there's a little, also a little part that's like Sirianni and Steichen are like, all right, we're going to show you a little something else here. Right, that we can do exactly. Exactly, we're a pretty good damn coaching staff, and give us our just due. Yeah, you no, know? yeah, no. Give exactly us our right. just due, you know. But I, I, you just see Philly fan. He said, uh, Philly, uh, Philly Eagles fan says 
you can't compare Minshew to Foles. We don't no, know I, yet, man. We don't know yet. We well, don't know. No, yet. Look, I think that's fair. He's right. Now, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is, I'm not doing like a straight comp with those two. I'm just saying that, like the the sort of mindset of, of a lot of people is, as soon as it's the backup quarterback, it's over. And I don't think that. Like, nope. And the the nice thing too is, um, Minshew. I'm not gonna say he's proven, but he's played a lot of football, a and, lot he, of and he's made over 30 starts in his career. So. He's not going out there. He's either some rookie or some dude who's just strictly had the the, you know, the clipboard in his hand and never gotten a shot. So he's he's done it, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Forty one and twelve. Right, right. That's what I'm backing. Yeah. On. <laughs> I'm backing on that too, man. Right, way. right. You know, I mean, TDs, baby. That's it. Score, score. Let's don't go. give it to them. Um, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll come back and we'll do our NFL segment. We got a bunch of stuff we're going to get into, including we're going to look back at the 2021 draft class for quarterbacks based off of Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence's performances, respectively, last night. Uh, NFL power rankings uh, for this week 16, and then week 16 previews of all the big games. So we'll dive into all those kind of things. We'll come back uh, two thirty segment, and we will get into our favorite Christmas TV movies, and we want everybody to chime in on that as well in the uh, in the chat section. So we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. Derek's off. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Razor Technology is who I want to tell you about. Razor Technology's comprehensive managed provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data-vetted and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal is bigger than just one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of our partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting the reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn more about how their managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey 
official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. What's up, everybody? Hanging out with you. Hour number three of the program. We're Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're hanging out with you. Derek's off today. Hope you're doing well. All right, so a couple of things, Barrett. Uh, Chase Young, <clears throat> excuse me, will make his debut for the Commanders. <clears throat> excuse me. It, it is the um, first time he's played this year. Barrett, if you remember back to, geez, man, we're going back like six weeks they thought he was going to come back then. Um, and it, some guys, it just takes a little bit longer. And he had all kinds of ligament issues in that knee. It wasn't just an ACL. And it, it's taken him almost the entire season to return. It's been more than a year. Um, and you hope you hope for this kid because he, he looked so good that first year that he's able to come back. But it's, uh, you know, we'll see. But he will play this week for Who's Washington. That, I mean, he, he, um, I thought he was supposed to come back the game we played him. Remember That's supposed a, to be back then. You're right. You're exactly right. I, uh, I mean, he was just such a good player, man. Leaving Ohio State, he was almost unblockable. And man, yeah. he 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 started the year out, man. He and well, he and Sweat, man, were just almost unblockable coming off the edges. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, you're going back to week ten, right? And we're we're now entering week sixteen. So that it was six weeks ago when they when the Eagles played them. It was week ten with that loss. That's the game wow. they thought he was going to play in that one. Yeah. So it's mm. been a minute. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that ends up working out for him. Kenneth Walker will play for Seattle versus the Chiefs. Uh, Seattle needs that win, Barrett. They, um, you know, they've cooled off. They they really overachieved this year, and and you know, great for them what they've been able to do. Um, and Geno Smith, what a season! And he's going to be a Pro Bowler. Um, but so glad with I'm, I'm I'm so glad, man. He he, he yeah. You know, what I mean, deservedly so. You know, he he's he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. Regardless of him being a backup, he you know for his entire career, he he belongs he belongs in the Pro Bowl. I'm with you. I'm happy. I, look, I love that, that that kind of thing, the comeback story, and all those kind of things, and that's certainly been uh, the case for him. But yeah, you look at where they're at right now, 
they're seven and seven uh, on the season, Barrett. And they're they're right now on the outside looking in. You have Washington at seven, six, and one that holds down the last spot, last spot, and you have the Giants at eight, five, and one. So, you know, Seattle is playing the Chiefs. That game's in Kansas City. They're 10 point underdogs, but they need to start getting it together for sure. Yes, they do. Uh, it's not going to be a walk in the park. They're going to beat them, but it's just not like they're just going to go in and just dominate. Just, you know, because because the, the, the Chiefs can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have can't. to outscore people. Yeah. You know, no, oh, you, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, go, go handle the dog. No problem. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll let people know what's, uh, what's been going on with the Chiefs. So if you look at what Kansas City's been doing, this is in reference to what Barrett just mentioned. So last yeah. week, uh, they beat Houston in overtime. But they gave up tw- a 24 spot to a really weak Houston offense. Yes, the exactly. Week before, you know, Denver's offense has stunk all year. They gave up 28 to them uh, the week before. The week before that, they get they in the loss, Kansas City's loss to the Bengals, they gave up 27. So, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs defense, Barrett, if they if they win it or, and or get deep or to a Super Bowl, they're going to be doing it on the heels of their offense. That's for they're sure. Definitely. They're definitely, you know, and, and they always say – Defense wins championships, and they have no defense. I mean, without Sean Jones, I mean, what else do they have? Yeah, no, they're they're uh, they're lacking there. I, let me see where they are in points per game allowed. I'm gonna check, I, I haven't looked at where uh, Kansas City stands here, but let me check out where they're at um, because you know that ultimately you're gonna be able to beat a Cincinnati or a Buffalo. Absolutely you know, not at, at this rate. You Absolutely know, that's not. The thing. Um, and Cincinnati yeah. already has their number. Oh yeah, you know they beat them the last three times. So I I, I don't think that they're twentieth they in points allowed. Kansas City, <laughs> I'm looking wild. at it. They're giving up twenty three per game. Wow. Uh, yeah, twenty. They're actually twenty three on the nose. Yeah. What's it strange to me? What's it strange to me because you know Andy has always had a good defensive coordinator. Spags up, up yeah. until the end, you know, Spags. I don't know what Spags has got going on right now, mm-hmm. but he just can't, he doesn't have anything up front to really help him out. Yeah. You know, you look at their sack totals, Barrett. They're, they, they have Chris Jones, right? And other than that, Chris doesn't think I said Sean Jones. Yeah. Sean, I believe, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Sean Raider. Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean Jones, you know, I played against him. But the, other than that, <laughs> their, their leading guy is, is our Carl Loftus, you know, the, the, the defensive end. From and, Purdue, uh, yeah. From Purdue and Sneed. And those guys only have three and a half. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Dunlop has four. But that's it. I mean, their their totals are low after you get off the of Jones. Like there's mm-hmm. not a lot else there, you know, beyond that. So, so you know, how, how that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't see Kansas City as a team that's gonna go deep. Not with the defense is Who do you see coming out of the AFC? Mm. I, I think it's Cincinnati. I like the way they're playing right now. I think it's Buffalo. I know okay. I love the way Cincinnati's playing, but I think Buffalo's defense will pull them through. Okay. You know, the way Tredavious White is playing, Oliver is playing, you know, they 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 can mix it up. They can definitely mix I, I it would up. like I personally like to see Sean McDermott get over the top, get over the hump in the AFC. I, I would love for that to be the case. So. You know, I mean that would be great, you know. Uh, you know, Eagles, Buffalo, that'd be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. A Absolutely. It would. Two crazy fan bases. Um, uh, Elton Jenkins, the offensive lineman from the Packers, got extended. Barrett, he got paid four years, 68 million. What? Um, four years, 68. It can get up to like in the 70s. Yeah. He's they played well, though. 
Yeah, he's, he's good. Well. He's good. I mean, everything just gets so lost because they haven't had a good year. I, I think, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to decipher who's doing what. Um, and you know this. I mean, that's a position that, that unless you're making mistakes, you, you sometimes you don't get noticed. Well, the, the best thing as an offensive lineman you can do is to not have your name called. Because always being called in the most inopportune times. They rarely talk. John Madden was the only guy that really brought attention to the offensive line. That's why I You're love right. John. You know, Coach Madden yeah. would, you know, he'd he, he talk about offensive line play. You know, but most guys don't do that. They're talking about the receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Defensive linemen uh, and, and, and DBs. For the most part, it's just a, it's just a, a grimy job, hard-nosed job. Mm-hmm. You don't alternate like defensive linemen do. You know, you never get the praise. You only get, you know, you only get cussed out when you jump off sides, have a penalty or something. It's just it's, the, it's one of those woe is me jobs. Yeah. But, you know, without us, you know what I mean, it, the game wouldn't be what it is. I so. agree, man. I agree. Uh, so Sean McVay made the announcement that um, Aaron Donald is not going to play against Denver and likely done for the season. Okay, no kidding. Why Why would you put him back out there? <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it's not. Why would you put him back out there? Yeah, he's yeah. not going back out there. Yeah, not when yeah. he's playing for nothing. He's not no. going back out there. He told him, "Look, coach, I'm done for the season." Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they they, they are going to have to figure it out. I don't know how they're going to do it with the lack of draft picks and whatnot, but they're mm-hmm. they're they're going to have a really tough. Um... They have a really tough. It's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough on them because yeah, I don't know what they can do. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, you know, that's for sure, because with, with the lack of draft picks and, and money situation, it's going to be hard. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's dig into the uh, the quarterbacks drafted in 2021. We're coming off a game last night where we see Trevor Lawrence headed in the right direction and Zach Wilson headed in the very wrong direction for any number of reasons. But it, it, So Lawrence went one, Zach Wilson went two, Trey Lance, the, the Niners traded up for three, and then Mac Jones went 15th overall. You know, the first two are kind of obvious where it's going, I think. I think, I, as I said earlier, I think um, Zach Wilson's done with the Jets. I don't think we're going to see him again uh, with them. And I'm sure there's awful cap, cap ramifications, but I don't think you can, you're going to, they're going to stick him. You'll see him stick around. And I think Trevor Lawrence is, is becoming the guy they thought they were getting out of Clemson. But like the Trey Lance situation is an interesting one, Barrett. Let's say that Brock Purdy get, you know, either gets them to like an NFC championship game or, you know, we hope this doesn't happen, but goes to a Super Bowl or whatever, wins a Super Bowl as their quarterback. What do you do? You know, and, and then there's still the Jimmy G thing hanging over them. I know, I think he's a free agent at the end of the year, but he'll still, be a free agent. Yeah, he will be free agent. But yeah, uh, Trey Lance has done nothing. Zach Wilson has done nothing. And I remember when you know when we were going through the drafts so and we're looking at film and tape on him and everything. And during that time, you know, I was really, really into my college football. And I was doing games, and I did a Trey Lance game. Um, I did a Zach Wilson game. And I just didn't see what everybody else was seeing. I didn't see the hype. I saw Zach Wilson as a guy that got pushed out the pocket a lot, and he would make amazing throws down the field to his receivers because they were, you know, they were basically playing um, like street ball almost. You know what I mean? Like they were in a park somewhere just throwing the ball and playing catch. That's the way their offense was run. When he had big plays, it wasn't like he was dissecting guys apart. He was he was handing the ball off for the most part. It wasn't a bunch of short passes. It was it was a frenetic play in which made this guy you know as good as he was. Mm-hmm. Then you had Trey Lance, 
Trey Lance, he was just running a rock. I mean, he was just like a running back. When he did throw down the field, it was it was it wasn't magical, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't magical. So I didn't see what they saw in either one of those players. Yeah. You know. So I mean and, and it was just so there was such a lack of experience for Trey Lance. You know, uh, the, the amount of games he had played, even if you combined high school and college, was just minuscule, man. I mean, honestly, it was a really big gamble. And they, I don't know, it just seemed like really even from the jump this year that. Both of those guys. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't with where it was going to be, man. Really? It wasn't like a, yeah, like it was different. Like it was almost like Trevor Lawrence was in his own draft. Like, like, he, he, like he wasn't drafted with everybody else. Like they knew they were gonna pick him up from the beginning. This guy's been groomed since Yay Tall to be a starting quarterback in, in, in Georgia. Both he and uh Justin Fields were one and two in the state, battling back and forth in Georgia for like their entire career, bro. Ever since mm-hmm. they were young kids, they were battling right. back and forth as far as the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. And um, as they went up through the ranks, you know, you start seeing them at the Nike camps and stuff like that, you know, the 707 camps and see how good these two were. And they were going back and forth. So when they did go into, you know, Trevor Lawrence did go to Clemson and then uh, Fields went to uh, Ohio State, you saw their careers blossom. Now, yeah. what, what the honest thing to me is the reason why I think Justin Fields will still be a good quarterback in his league is that he was a drop back quarterback. At Clemson, I mean, at, at right. Ohio State. Right. He was a drop-back quarterback. He wasn't this guy who's running around like he's doing right now. And yeah. then you look at you look at um you look at um at uh, uh Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He was the exact same way, a drop-back quarterback. Well, look, look, they started to use his athletic talent now. People started to take a page out of the the, the Eagles playbook because they see now how much of a weapon a quarter can be if he can move around. Mm-hmm. I think the days to sit in the pocket and be a drawback quarterback, they're starting to be non-existent. Yeah. Non-existent. Yeah, I, I, I think in, in, in a, for a lot of reasons, but, you know, in large part because, look, it's just so hard to contain some of these in, insanely good defensive, you know, ends, linebackers, tackles. It's they're hard. faster. Yeah. They're bigger, stronger, and faster, man. I mean, and, you know, you look at uh, you look at New England's quarterback um, – uh, Jones, Mac Jones, who we're gonna get, yeah, we're gonna get into him in one second, yeah, yeah. But I think it's, it's just well, let's totally just go different. into it. Let's go into it. Is, is he? So do you think he's too much of a of a pocket guy to to really have success in this day and age? Uh I'm just looking at the successful teams. The successful teams, teams that are that are playing well right now, are guys that can. Um, that have some type of athletic ability to get out the pocket, functional mobility. You got to be able to move around, you know, and you know that I think that's where that's where the league is going right now. The, how fast DBs are and and linebackers are and defensive linemen are. I mean, you look at, I mean, just perfect example. We were just talking about Washington. Both of their defensive ends ran like four fours. You know, Sweat in fact ran a four three as a defensive lineman, and then Chase. Um, he, you know, Chase. He ran a, uh, he ran like a four four. Right. So you know, you got to be able to run around and make Blake plays, and that's why you know it was so alluring to to look at Wilson and Lance. Mm. Both of those guys moved around a lot in college. Yeah. You know, and and you know, threw outside the pocket. Pocket pass. There weren't many pocket passers in that draft that really 
are doing anything right now. You know, but, you but, look but here's at, the danger about you better be sure that guys can pass too. Like it's right. great with Russell or Russell. Zach Wilson can run around. Okay, that's wonderful. Yep. But he's got zero mechanics. He's got zero pocket feel. Like he's got a cannon and he can run, but he doesn't know how to play the game. And I think too many times they fall in love with those intangibles rather than is this guy a football player? Well, that's why the 49ers are right now are screwed because Trey Lance doesn't have those intangibles. Mm -hmm. He has the intangible. He can run around and stuff, but he doesn't have the mechanics to go and drive the ball. Now, there's not saying anything that he can't go out there and make it happen. You know, you can't work your way into it. A la, you see what Hurts has done. Hurst was a straight running back at, at, at uh, Alabama. Yeah. Made the transition to being a thrower. Started in Alabama, then got to Oklahoma and made a smooth, seamless transition into being a throwing quarterback. He threw more than he ran. Got to the NFL. They tried to just make him into a runner. You know, that's what that's what Doug tried to do. He said, no, I'm going to go ahead and hone my craft a little bit and look where he is now. You got to have that type of work ethic to do that. You know, I don't know if a lot of these guys do. I don't know about Wilson and Lance's um, workouts and their, their how they work. I know Justin Field works his butt off mm-hmm. from just what I've heard, you know, word of mouth. But, I mean, you look at, you know, you look at these guys now. This this draft, this is supposed to have been the best quarterback draft since what? Since Lux the, draft. The one this year. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's definitely – I think next year, too, is going to be strong. But, yeah, for sure. You know, Stroud and Bryce Young and those guys. I mean, how yeah, much absolutely. do they compare to this 2021 draft with the ah, kid from Ohio State? Yeah. <laughs> good, you know, a good kid from Alabama. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, the, the factories <laughs> just keep pumping them out. But right. I will say this, too. A lot of this has to do with where you land. It's like timing in life is yep. everything. It's so important. And, like, I'll give – like, Jones is a great example. You know, why did he look better last year when he was a rookie? I'll tell you why. He had Josh McDaniels. Exactly. Okay. Yep. You think he, you know, most usually you take a leap in your second year. Why is he going backwards? Because he's got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and, and whomever <laughs> is the, uh, you know, the quarterback's coach. That stuff matters. That's why you give the Eagles credit. I mean, between Sirianni, Steichen, and, and, and um, Johnson, who's the quarterback's coach, Kevin Johnson, yeah. they surrounded Jalen Hurts with an awesome coaching staff, support staff. I'm sorry, Brian, not Kevin. Uh, they he, uh, so, they he's, surrounded he's, them with, with great players. And he soaked it up, man. He soaked it up, soaked it up, soaked it up. I don't know how much. See, I can't say to how much these guys were. I know evidently Zach Wilson isn't working in that direction. You know, and it it comes with being able to to receive the instructions you're given. A lot of people can't receive um, instructions given to them. A lot of people can't receive the coaching that's given to them. You know what I mean? I've seen guys have been totally back. I mean, I was was put and thrust in that position where – there was a coach that my body makeup and the way I played just didn't fit. Mouse is um, his way of thinking. He was that duck walk guy Davis. and all that. You know, Mouse. You know, yeah. And Mouse is like the number one offensive line coach in the world. Like his claim of fame was he got Anthony Munoz, you know, uh, a gold jacket, got him into the oh, Hall wow. of Fame. Okay. Well, that just didn't that didn't fit what I what I do as a player. I got to Russ Graham. Russ Graham, like, yeah, I know what you are, and and and, and made me a better player. Mouse, his system didn't do it. I could take a guy, drive him 10 yards down the field and dump him on his head, and it'd be a negative in the playbook because I didn't do it the way he coached it. Okay. What kind of junk is that? And it's bad and, coaching. Right. And then you look at, you know, uh, you know, Russ Graham was like, hey, I don't care how you do it, just do it. 
Mm-hmm. Period. That, yep. Yeah, you 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 coach to someone's strengths, man. That's exactly. for sure. All right. Let's uh let's dive into the the NFL uh power rankings, Barrett. Uh, we we do AFC on Wednesday. We do NFC on Thursday. And now we do the entirety of the league. All right. So uh, I'll go first. I'll, I'll hit it first here. Um, five, I go Chiefs. Four, I go Bengals. Three, I go 49ers. Two, I go Bills. One, I go Eagles. So I go Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. 49. Eagles, Bills, 49ers, Bengals, Chiefs. Now, no Vikings who only have three losses. That's a fair complaint. No Cowboys. Okay. Uh, I guess you could argue that as well. But that's that's my pecking order right there. Who you got? I would I got I go Dallas, then I go Chiefs, 49ers, Bills, and Eagles. I I, I can't leave Dallas out of the equation. Not right now. So I mean I give I give that defense of the 49ers a slight edge over the Chiefs because we're starting to get into the playoff motion. And when you get into the playoff motion, little things like that start to make a difference. You say defense wins championships. I don't know how long you can sustain um, offense when you're getting, you know, adverse weather conditions. You know what I'm saying? And you can't throw the ball as much. They're, they have a great throwing game with, with um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He can hose it. He can throw it anywhere on the field. But once it starts getting cold and you don't have a running game, can you sustain that? So that's why I think the 49ers jumped them, even though they don't have a quarterback that could do that. But when you have a defense that could stop them and you have a, you know, Brock Purdy who can just go out there and sustain, I think mm-hmm. you can win with it. Okay. Which is why I put the Bills at number two because right. they have a running game. Yep. with their quarterback, and they have a defense that can ride with their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then the Eagles are just the most balanced out of all of them because they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, and right. they play good defense, man. Dallas, same thing. They can run the ball, they can pass the ball, even though their quarterback is stinking right now. But when you got a defense that can play, you got a running game that's sustainable with you know with, with, with Pollard and Ezekiel Zeke, Elliott, it just gives you a better chance of, of – of, of winning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just does. So I they definitely it. have balance. That's for sure. So All Dallas, right, Chiefs, Forty ers Bills, and Eagles. Dallas Chiefs, Forty ers Okay, our first three are the same. Eagles, Bills, Chiefs is our is our first order. Yep. And yep. you have you have you have the and you have who's four for you? The Chiefs. Okay. Okay. So I went Bengals. All right, and then I went Chiefs five. Okay. Interesting. That's a good list. Good so list. I mean, I mean, I put Dallas in front of I did put Dallas on the list simply because they're running game and their right. defense. But mm-hmm. I mean, when I when I look at when I look at the Bengals, yes, they are playing well and they they beat up on on the Chiefs, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they could beat Dallas. Yeah, I mean, the thing that it's been impressive with them, in addition to all the offensive stuff that we talk about, they're protecting Burrow better and their defense is playing a lot better too. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati for sure. All right, so let, let's look at some of the big matchups for Week 16, Barrett. Um, and we'll start with the we mentioned Kansas City, Seahawks and the Chiefs. Uh, the, the Seahawks are decided underdogs. They're ten point underdogs in this one. This is at Kansas City. Kansas City's coming off a game in which they had to go to overtime against Houston. Uh, you know, for Seattle, it has not been 
a great run of late. You know, they started off great and it, you know, it looked like they were going to be one of the surprise teams, but you look at what's happening now. They've lost four out of their last five. Their only win is against the Rams. So they lost last week to the 49ers the week before to Carolina. They beat the the Rams. They lost in overtime uh, to Vegas, and then they lost to Tampa Bay. They've been struggling a, a little bit lately, and it looks like reality might be setting in. I mentioned earlier Kenneth Walker is going to play, but what do you think of that one? <laughs> I don't think that the Chiefs lose another game with uh, you know Seattle. They won't lose to Seattle at all. I, they're, they'll score too many points on that defense. That defense is starting to get back to where it started off with, and that's – being really bad you know what i'm saying mm. they just don't have it so it'll be an easy win for the chiefs okay easy win okay. for the chiefs uh giants vikings you know giants coming off a monster win in washington it, they're only a game if they win one more game they clinch a playoff spot uh do the giants the vikings are coming off the biggest comeback in in football history against the colts last week they typically play tight games if you look at the vikings um Win wins this year. I think they've had eight or seven uh, by a touchdown or less. They're generally in pretty close games, even though the record's been awesome and they, they've been very successful in those games. It's been close. So if you look back, so last week is a 39-36 overtime win. They lost to Detroit, but then you go to the week before, they beat the Jets by five. They beat New England by seven. Then they lost to Dallas. Then they won by three in overtime uh, against Buffalo, three against Washington. I mean, they usually play close games for sure. I I don't think the Giants have a shot of beating the Vikings. No, they don't. They don't have enough. They don't have enough. Okay. They can't score enough. You know, I mean, defensively, they they'll they'll compete. Right. But you know, let let the Vikings get a, a, a shot here and there, and they get up fourteen points. They won't be able to recover from that. Okay. So uh, I just think the the Vikings win, and they win by double digits too. Okay. Bengals, red hot, Patriots, not. Uh, Patriots <laughs> lose in just unbelievably excruciating fashion last week on that lateral attempt, which was just beyond comprehension that it even happened. But um, I, let's I, start I, with some, did you yeah. see? Did you see Bill when it was happening? Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know, man. That, that look is just the – Right. We can kill people just, just – just, that's there. But then you see – Did you see, a, then you see, the, then you see the, 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 um, the Raiders, the, the quarterback, you see him sitting there like, what? Whoa. What? They were, they were yeah. on the bench. They were like – Yeah, Derek what? Carr couldn't believe it. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nah, this will be – this will be a – this will be a mercy killing. Yeah. I'm yeah, with you. They'll be a mercy killing. You know, they won't be able to stop the Bengals at all. It'll They've won eight of nine Cincinnati. <laughs> hot man they're scorching yeah, they hot same thing know? they did last year yeah and i just don't believe in the patriots i don't i don't think they have enough weapons on offense i don't think nope. they've done mac jones right as we talked about and you know their defense is still good and they have playmakers over there judon and that crew uh Uche is really good but i don't think they have enough offense to compete no, with Cincinnati. They don't. They don't. Um, all right let's go to the commanders and the 49ers commanders Coming off a tough loss to the Giants, uh, and you know, in a game that you know you could argue they got jobbed by the officials a little bit, um, but nonetheless, it's still a loss. Um, What's the line on this game? So the line on uh, the four, the, the Commanders and the 49ers is San Francisco minus six and a half. You'll be shocked, but I'm going with the Commanders. 
Commando for that. Yes, yes, yes. Grabbing the points. Write it, write it down. I'm going write it down. I'm going with the commanders. Even in San Francisco. Okay. Even in San Francisco. All right. That's I can't see Purdy scoring on that defense. That's good defense. Uh, you know, but keep in mind, uh San Fran, you know, probably hotter than Kansas than uh than than Cincinnati. They've won seven in a row. So yeah. they're they're coming in hot, man. They're, hey, they're in coming hot. in hot, but they have no they have they are they have no way they can stop Terry McLaurin, uh Dotson, and uh what's the other kid's name? Oh, forget the other kid's name. Uh you Samuels. Sam, yeah. Sam. yeah. So, have, oh, so have, you, you, but you also think this might be reality setting in a little bit in the, just in this game uh, for Purdy too? Absolutely, absolutely. Because they're gonna stop. They will be able to stop that run game. Christian okay. McCaffrey will be stopped this game with those guys up front. Okay, and that'll be the that'll be the factor that dictates that the uh, commander's gonna win. Okay, all right. They uh, let him get going. Gotcha. All right, double. That's obviously a key to this thing for sure. I'm doubling down know. on it. I'm doubling Packers. Down on it. Packers, Dolphins, I, you know, Miami that. hasn't played well lately, and I, I can't get behind the Packers, man. I have a Sunday off, and I'm still not going to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, That'll well be a said. terrible game, man. And, and, and they're playing in Miami. They're going to break the clock on that uh, Packers team. They may, they may score 50. Jeez. On the Packers, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a bloodbath. All right, interesting. Uh, all right, so there's there's some of the uh, the big games of the week. Let's come back. Well, let's we'll go with di- the worst games. The wor- two of the worst games. All right, go ahead. Three of the worst game: the Broncos Rams. <laughs> that's that's atrocious. Then I'll give you worse than that: the Buccaneers and Cardinals. Come on, man. Oh and God. I and I believe I believe this. It was just going to be pissed me off. The Cardinals are going to beat the Buccaneers, which is going to give. The uh, Saints an automatic uh, uh, yeah. conference bid, and they're going to win the conference and win that division. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's look, it's hard to get excited about any of these games on Sunday. It's it's the Packers, Dolphins, Broncos, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. That's going to be the worst. That's going to be the worst Sunday slate ever. It's bad, and even Monday. Monday's the Chargers and the Colts. Oh, that's even worse. That's yeah, even man. worse. Yep, Colts are officially eliminated. By the way, uh, all right, we'll come back. We want everybody in the chat section, throw your favorite Christmas movie at us. And we'll, uh, we'll get into that when we come back. Barrett and I'll give you our picks as well. We'll do birthdays. We'll do movies and we'll give you predictions for the Eagles Cowboys game. All right. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are sports take Jacob sports YouTube network. We'll be right back. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the Six ABC Family of Apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Final segment of the program for Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Hope you're doing well out there. Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. All right, so let's get those uh, favorite Christmas or holiday movies going here. And I see Al jumping in here uh, with uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I will tell you this. You can never go wrong with that one, Al. Uh, it is funny. Chevy Chase is ridiculously good in it. Uh, Cousin Eddie is one of the all-time characters. Um, it, it, Beverly D'Angelo plays the, is brilliant as, as Chevy Chase's wife and all the, all of them, um, really good choice. Just the overall very, it, it holds up still Barrett, even after all these years. And it's really funny. Now nah, mute it, mute it. You can't go wrong with Chevy Chase, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't go wrong with him, man. Yeah. My, one of, um, my favorite ones, you know, is, uh, give me yours. Yeah. Give me one of yours. How the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh, that's a great one, man. All yeah, right. so I didn't think you'd go there. Yeah, I mean, I, I you like you, you like just a good old fashioned hometown, yeah. you know, just you yeah. know, just anime. It's not animated, but it's like you know, I don't know what you call that. You know, it's not really animated, but yeah, it's, it's that old school whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know what that was, man. And right. it, what makes it great <laughs> is it's so old and corny, kind of like you almost see the like the puppeteers and stuff almost to an extent. And Jim good. Carrey played the Grinch. Oh, and that one! Oh, God, yeah. he was so good. He, oh, he was so good. I, I see. I'm with Chris with this one. Charlie Brown Christmas is one of my all-time favorites. It, it, it's just like <laughs> touching. It just like gets me in my soul, man. I mean, Charlie, get Charlie gives a little speech. Linus gives a little speech. You got the little tree, <laughs> his little crappy tree. Uh, I had one of those in one of my apartments back in the day, and it made me feel like Charlie Brown. It was great, man. <laughs> great. Well, I'll tell you what's getting a lot of love, and I agree with Duck here. 
I love Die Hard. Now, there's a big debate whether or not Die Hard is right, a right. Movie. Is it or is it not a Christmas? Yeah, movie? and I I go slightly yes that it is. I do. I mean, it did take place, you know, during Christmas when all that was happening, uh, that the Nakatama building or whatever it was called. Right, the, right, uh, right, right, right. But I mean, that is so good, man. Bruce Willis is so good in it. The villains are so good in it. The the one liners, Yippie Kaye, Mother. Yippie Kaye. <laughs> They're all so good, man. Al, the guy who the, the, the cop who he connects with is so yep, good. Yep, yep. He's sitting down and then uh the dude in the, in the limo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he is oblivious to all of it. He doesn't right, know any right. of that stuff's going on. <laughs> I wonder what happened to that dude. The dude who's in the limo. Right. I, thought, I thought he was gonna he was gonna blow up. They, they, the guy who played the cop became the dad in Family Matters, Reginald Vell Johnson. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he did. That's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he was the dad in that. Um but there's a lot of good one. We're getting a lot of good good choices here. Like um, Nuri says, "Home Alone 2. Can't argue that. That's a Home that's alone. a very good one. <laughs> they even got uh, commercial stemming off that. You know? Huh? You, oh, you, Ke- where's Kevin at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make this Kevin Hart. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Hart does not miss many opportunity. Kevin Hart and Shaq and 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 The Rock, I think, are in a battle for uh, no question. But, um, uh, one well, my my um my wife would love you know. Um, the best man holiday, you know, it's, it's a pal, man. You know, yeah, yeah, that's are. a good one. Yeah, you know, we know what pals are. Punk a love stories, you know. That's what I call pals, man. You know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 she loves her a good pal. I don't like pals, man, but she makes me sit through that and watch. Yeah, that, I, man. you know what? This time of year, it's like, all right, whatever. If it's I have to, yeah. It's not like I want to, but I have to, man. There's love actually. You know, that's another <laughs> chick flick kind of one. Uh, just on all the time. Um, but there's a lot. Like I go with double double oh seven here. Uh, Christmas story. You'll shoot your eye out. Of course. That's Bruh, that's, that's that's my goat. I, that's that's, my, that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorites, man. When he when he stuck his when he got the beating of that dude, his mom came uh, around the corner. <laughs> the, I, it, I like the end of it. Like the the mom and dad are fi- like finally everything's done, and they're sitting there and they're having like a glass of wine, and she finds his gift she forgot to give him. And it's a bowling ball, and she drops it right in his lap. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> um, bro. But he was, he, he, I just love he was, <laughs> and then oh, he really, he, then he really shoots his eye out. <laughs> he really well. Thank God he had his glasses on. They took a little bit of the. Uh, but how about the? They had like the the wild dogs next door who got, oh, yeah. in, got the whole turkey. So they had to end up going to the, the Chinese restaurant to eat. And he was pissed too. <laughs> oh, he used to always get in there and get a little bite. Yeah. And but then, then the, the scene where they're, they're pulled over on the road, and the the the, uh, the, the son drops the f bomb, right. and then she she makes him eat the eat the soap, and wash his mouth out with soap for the uh, bad language. I'll, I'll tell you, I agree with Matthew here. Elf, Elf is an all timer. Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Elf is an all timer. I mean, Will Farrell in that is so good. And there's always it's a wonderful life. Like yeah. that's another yeah. one that you can never go wrong. You know, with that one, that's but for that, sure. Yes, this. That's to me. That's one of the all timers, man. Yeah, then she's trying to put that leg up, and you know, say she's trying her best to keep. Oh, the, the leg lamp. There. Yeah, <laughs> he's so proud, but he puts it in the front window so all the neighbors can see it, and they're all like stopping on the street, like, "You see that?" Right. <laughs> yeah, that was good, man. Oh, man. And, and then TNT runs it all day long on Christmas Day. Christmas <laughs> Eve and Christmas Day. I remember one year, man. We had to. It was like, and we waited till the last minute because we. So as the kids go to sleep, and we got my daughter this like kitchen set. Okay, and it was huge. And you know me, I am the worst. So right, put it put it together. You, <laughs> it, I swear to God, we we watched like 
do. Uh oh. Well, he'll be right back you in a second. Now, Barrett. Yeah, he'll be right back in a second, man. He's having a little problem there. That's all, man. But hey, man, that dude, I, I love that, bro. I love that, man. You know, Christmas. one one you guys didn't say Christmas movie that I love is Jack Frost. Oh, that is a good it's one. Pretty sad. It's pretty sad with the right, with the, right, right. With the kids, the father express. passing. Yep. Yeah, but that's a good one. I love I love Jack Frost. I uh the nightmare before Christmas. With the I'm animated. Not a big movie, guys, so I haven't seen much, but Elf. I'm growing tired of Elf. Like I can't watch Elf. They had it on the other night <laughs> in my house, and I'm like, I can't do this one anymore. Home Alone, though, I love Home Alone. Home Alone, I can do all the time. There's Rob back in here. Let's get Rob back in. All right. Same thing happened the other day. I don't know what happened. I, Home Alone's great. Home Home Alone, really. Either like the first. The I don't think I saw the third. I see the third one. I don't think I saw the third one. But the first two were really good. Yeah. I mean, Macaulay Culkin was so good as a child actor. He was awesome. Then he just burned himself out, man. Yeah, man. And then you know, Hollywood got to him, I think, a little bit. Um, but they were good. Yeah, you guys want to keep uh, shout Like Edward Scissorhands is getting a lot of love mm-hmm. um, as a Christmas movie, which you don't think of you know, immediately. So that's pretty good. Scrooged is a good one. Good job out of ball. Bro. Yeah, that's a good one. Ernest yeah. Saved Christmas. Save Christmas. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 sneaky good, man. It's sneaky yeah. good, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree that they're all good, man. Yeah, so I, I went with Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, which is a, an old-time, you know, black and white Jimmy Stewart. Charlie Brown, Die Hard, Elf, Christmas Vacation. In no particular order. I just threw all those in there. They were I also gone. love Scrooge, man, you know. Yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray just, you know, he's he's he plays just the – a, a great guy to just so pessimistic, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything he's in, I, I'll watch. I'll watch anything Bill Murray's in, man. Then, uh, then you got the preacher's wife, too, man. The preacher's wife, too. Denzel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Whitney. You know uh-huh. what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, was that, was, I think that was one of our, our movies, uh, that were, the, you know, on that day. Uh, oh yeah yep 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 it was one of them yeah that's for sure uh all right let's hit birthdays and movies and then we're going to swing it back to the eagles and we're going to kind of just give me your keys to this thing and then we'll give our prediction so uh birthdays eddie vetter of pearl jam 58 years old uh one of my all-time favorites he is 58 uh pearl jam lead man susan lucci who who was forever in soap operas i don't even know if she, she might still be in them i don't know is 76 years old she would always win the daytime emmy or whatever whatever that was grammy or emmy uh she's 76 uh uh, harry shearer who does a lot of voiceover work for the simpsons and is you know like a he's done a lot of stuff himself he was in spine this is spinal tap he's 79 today tj yoshi tj yoshi for the uh washington capitals is 36 years old today paul horning former packer great and won the heisman it was a member, was a Vince Lombardi guy. <clears throat> he is 30. He was born on this day in 1935, passed away recently. Uh, he is, he was born in 1935. Kirby Smart, Georgia coach, 47 years old today. He's only Joe, 47? Yeah, he's only 47, man. Wow, he looks old, man. Coaching yeah, is, I know. I, I didn't know I was older than he was, man. That that takes it out of you. Right, that, dang. That stuff takes it out of you. Um, Joe Juravicious, a game, a, a name that not a lot of uh, Eagles fans like. Yeah, we here. don't like him too much. Huh? Forty-eight years old today is Joe Juravicious, also a very good punter at Penn State. He was a receiver and a punter 
Jack Ham, speaking of Penn State, a uh, great linebacker from Penn State and the Steelers, Hall of Famer, is 74 years old. He teamed up with Jack Lambert uh, as a part of that Steelers defense during the uh, 70s, which was so great, uh, the Steel Curtain, et cetera. So he is uh, 74 years old. Corey Haim, the actor, uh, passed away very young, had a lot of problems uh, away from the camera. He would have been 51 today, Corey Haim. That's all I got, Barrett. You got any other uh, Mr. Sconce, Mr. Sconces himself, <clears throat> Carrie Williams is 38. Oh, Carrie Williams. That would know that was your boy. Um, oh. Also, uh, Jim Harbaugh, my boy. I played with him with the Detroit oh. Lions. Yes, he did play with the Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah, so it's my boy. And then uh, Coach Aquita, me at the Detroit Lions. Bobby Ross. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's his birthday, you know, so. Uh, I couldn't believe you quit on us, man. But hey, you know it is what it is, man. Wow, uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I do. I, um, I forgot he rolled. That's that's about it. Okay. All right. Let's do some movies here. We do have some good ones. Uh, good morning, Vietnam, with Robin Williams came out this day, nineteen eighty-seven, which was uh, a great. He was so good, and it was a perfect role for him. He played. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, you know, a DJ it was based on a true life story. Uh, Adrian Crownhour, I think it was. It was the guy's name. Oh, it was a true story? I didn't know that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It was a true story. Yep. Wow. Uh, Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino and yep. Chris yep. O- O'Donnell uh, from 1992. One of my favorites, Dirty Harry with Clint Eastwood, where he was just took no bleep from anybody, was just yeah, blowing, yeah. blowing fools away left and right in that thing. The Magnum, didn't he? With his <laughs> Magnum with, yeah, the, the Magnum caliber gun. Um, Up in the Air, which is a George Clooney movie. Not bad. Love it. Up yeah, there with, that's the house with the balloons. Was it wasn't bad. Two thousand nine. Yep. Um, Alvin the Chipmunks. I guess they made a hundred of these, but there was a. Uh, they called it the Squeakquel. Was made in two thousand nine <laughs> with Alvin. And speaking of uh, the you know Christmas time movies, so oh, uh, you're right. That's, right, that's right. all I got with the movies. You got any, if you have any other ones, we'll, we'll keep no. It that's it. That's okay. It. All right, let's go back because I know we did a little bit of this during the week, but I want people who didn't get a chance to see that uh, or hear it. I, I'd like you to tell me like how you go about this thing uh, from a game plan standpoint. What do you do? Let's start with the offense because I think there's more intrigue there with, with Gardner Minshew being the quarterback. How would you attack the Cowboys offensively, Barry? This is going to be good old-fashioned football, man, just handing the ball off, coming off the rock, you know, because you don't want to put – you don't want to put um, – you want to put Minshew in a position where he's 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 going to try to do more than what his skill set offers. You know, I mean, even though he may have functional mobility, he's not a read option guy. In fact, I don't think he's even more of a read option guy than Foles. Foles may be more of a read option guy than he is. Um, you know, RPOs also. Um, you know, Foles would, could do the RPO because it was either the hand it off, run, or throw a pass. It wasn't the um, added run if you if you don't have either one of those that that Jalen gives you so it's a difference you either you either go hand it off period okay. or you're gonna throw it period quick it slant a, yeah yeah did a quick slant come back you know a drag out whatever it was was a uh it was either or out it was, it was either gonna be you know handed off is gonna be thrown to you okay it wasn't a th- it wasn't a sense that all right I can hold them I can keep it and go run you know he's mm-hmm. not that type of guy mm-hmm. on and and I don't think they're gonna put you know um Garner Mitchell in the same position. So it's either hand it off, throw the ball, or it's, 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 it is what it is. You know, you're just going to throw the ball away. Okay. 
So you're just going to go conventional, hand the ball off, get us go, you know, three yards in the cloud Which of dust. we both talked about we're fine with. Should have seen it a little bit last week. Okay. I would have been fine with that when it comes to, you know, Jalen Hurts also. Right. Just handing it off. You have a thousand yard back, a Pro Bowl back with an offensive line that has two Pro Bowls, two Pro Bowls, no, three Pro Bowls and an alternate mm-hmm. on it. You know, was it two alternates? Was it two uh, Sam Milo and um, – Oh, on the, the on the line. On the line, on the yeah. Line, yeah. Yeah. So, you, I mean, everybody, you know, you got, you know, three pro bowlers, starting pro bowlers, and then two alternate pro bowlers. Why not let those guys go to work? Mm-hmm. Hand it off. You know what I'm saying? So on the offensive side of the ball. Then, you know, don't downplay the fact that A.J. Brown and Smitty could have great days also because he can get the ball out there. He is a very capable arm. He can make some things happen. He can actually – uh, get those guys in great positions, throwing comebacks. You know, I don't know about his deep balls, but his intermediate to, to short passes are very, very good. And we all know he already has chemistry with Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. So the offense will be fine. The offense will be able to score points, and they'll go out there and, and they'll dominate that defense. Like they said, you know, they've had they have they've had what one sack, one or two sacks in the past two weeks. Yeah, I don't see that number going up uh, tomorrow. I don't see it going up tomorrow. Because you think he'll get it out quickly. okay? Yeah, he'll get it out quickly, and I think they'll control the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we go over to the defensive side of the ball, it's all about stopping Pollard and and Elliott. If we can stop those two, the offense will take care of itself. I mean, uh, defense will take care of itself. You won't have to control offense. Because, I mean, yes, CeeDee Lamb's a good player, but I like our our DBs way better than I like CeeDee Lamb. Yes, Mm -hmm. CeeDee Lamb's a pro bowler, but we got a pro bowler on our side also. I think he and Brad Barry and Avante Maddox will be key matchups who, who was ever on them. This will be a good day for the defense, and I think that they will shut that offense down, put them in a position where they're going to be passing the ball more so than running the ball because we're going to score more points. We're going to get up on them, which will force them to run, uh, throw the ball, and they will take that run, that pass, I mean, that run option out of it, and they'll just be straight pass, um, passing the ball. That's the key. We got to make them uncomfortable. We're running the ball. Stop them from running the ball. Get them in second and third and long, and that way our boys can eat up front. Because uh, I, I truly believe this will be a, a dominating sack game for the Eagles. This will be, you know, upwards of like six sacks. You know, wow, yeah, upwards of six wow. sacks against against that Prescott. You know, Damn. just just okay. just because you know Parsons ran his mouth too much. You know, that's exactly why this is going to happen. Because from a from a from a Defensive standpoint, and a guy that's right nipping at his uh, his heels is Hassan Reddick. Feels though he's just as good a player as he is, as uh, as, as, um, as Parsons, Parsons is. Right. So he wants to go out there and dictate tempos and show you I am a dominant player also. So I mean that's that's just my game plan, man. Just go get back to old fashioned football. And Hand the, the ball off. The beauty is you have a team that can do that. You're you're not a one dimensional yes. team that, that can't. You know, it's like going to this game like. Man, the Eagles can't run the ball, or they can't do this, they can't do that. You know, we know how effective AJ Brown is in that slant game and the yards after catch, which will then open up uh, open things up for you know Dallas Goddard and or uh, Devontae down the field. Yep, um, I, I think you're going to see a lot of that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, but yeah, it could be a workhorse kind of game for Miles. That's that's for sure. And then we know they like to get Boston Scott and and Kenneth Gainwell involved too, so I'm sure they will get their touches also. Um, do you see any run blitzing? Do you see any kind of increase in what the Eagles generally do, or does Jonathan Gannon stick with what's gotten him here? He, so st- he stays true to form. He's gonna he's gonna try to go out there and stop him with the five man front, you know, a bare front, 
cover the guards up and cover the, um, the center up, you know. You have two – and they and they play wide four eyes instead of three eyes. They play wide four eyes, meaning that defensive tackle is right in between the center and – I mean, uh, the, right between the guard and the tackle. Right there in that gap, he's kind of – he kind of twists his ass out. Is up there on the on the tackle, right. and his, his his nose is head up on the on. I mean, his nose is right there on the shoulder of the guard. So when he gets to the field, he can swim up the field, get that gap, close that gap, and be able to you know maneuver from that place. Still getting up the line, get uh, getting up the field to get pressure on that line to stop that penetration. Because if you get penetration, you don't care who's running the ball. You got to make them start and stop. Is you know you're better. You're more apt to to stop the run play when you're doing that. And you got to get up on Pollard fast because once he gets going, he's got the speed to break it. He definitely. You has go the speed at. To do, do you go at uh, Parsons the same way you went at him last game because you you know you, they they want to counter that right? They they know what the Eagles did last game. Or do you change things up with him? You're gonna change it up. You're just gonna hit him in the mouth, run straight at him, wherever he is. You look. You get to the line. You look for Parsons. There's Parsons right there. You check the line. You check the call right to him. Put a okay. hat in his face. Okay. You know Drive block him. You know, that's what you want to do. Drive block him. Show you show him that uh you know you're not gonna be able to mess with a, a 360, 370 pound offensive tackle that's six foot eight once he puts I, them hands on him. Well, I'll tell you too, like you know, and we talked to um Todd Archer a little bit earlier who covers Cowboys for ESPN. They have a decent amount of injuries. Like the focus is all gonna be on Jalen Hurts not playing, but the Cowboys, especially on the defensive side, they're they're a banged up bunch, man. No band rush. Yep. Yeah. And they said that um, Parsons, you know, hadn't been practicing full practice. He's been sick. Yeah, he's been sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, I can... and Armstrong's a little bit banged up, too. Yep. yep. Who's been yep. there? The other guy behind what? He's second behind Parsons, right? In yep. terms of sacks. He has eight. He has That's eight. A big sacks. deal. That's a huge That's a big deal. deal. Yeah. 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 It's going to be fun, man. Like Saturday, tomorrow in general is going to be fun. And, and if it, just to give you the schedule one more time, most of the games are being played on Saturday with, you know, Sunday being Christmas. You have the early games are Buffalo at Chicago, New Orleans at Cleveland, Houston at Tennessee, Seattle at Kansas City, Giants at Vikings, Cincinnati at New England, Detroit at Carolina, Atlanta at Baltimore, Washington at San Francisco. The 425 game is the Eagles at the Cowboys. And then the night game is uh, Vegas and the Steelers. And that brings us to on this date, Barrett, uh, 50 years ago was the Immaculate Reception from uh, Franco Harris. Sadly, we lost Franco a couple days ago. They're retiring his number. I don't know why they, that hasn't been retired long ago. I don't Long, know long time ago. Jeez, man. Um, but, uh, you know, his number is going to get retired and they're going to, they, you know, they're going to honor. That's why they're playing that game uh, on, on, on the, on the sun, on the uh, Saturday night. So that's, it's a nice thing, but uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. That was 50 years ago. Again, one of the biggest plays, uh, in football, but uh, Chris D, thank you. Got she's got to jump. Uh, whole chat room, happiest of holidays, safety, your loved one. Same to you, Chris, and same to everybody out there. Yes, same yeah, to so, you. Yeah. So, so let's uh, you. So Barrett, the way this uh, is shaking out, we're off on Monday, but we're back on Tuesday. So we'll recap everything on Tuesday. But you know, want want to thank uh, and we're, it's not like it's the end of the year. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, but we want to wish everybody uh the happiest of holidays hope you get to to just you know spend some time with the family just chill a little bit reset regroup a little bit go grab you some white castles go get some white castles yeah, uh good to go. But we we do appreciate you man and and thank you for making our show so much fun over the course of the last uh eight months it's been around whatever yep. it's been yep. uh it's been awesome so we thank each and every one of you and wish you all a happy holiday 
that's for sure. And, and same for Gunner too. Uh, you know, Derek's enjoying the uh, the day with his wife, who's celebrating her birthday, and then uh, you know the Christmas holiday uh, over the weekend. Barrett, uh, Merry Christmas to you, my you friend. Too, bro. You too, man. You Enjoy too, man. it. You know, and just get a chance to chill after tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do our thing tomorrow, but that's okay. Like I, all things considered, at least it's not a night game. And we have yep. Christmas off, man. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. It's all Me good. Me too, bro. Me it too. It is bro. all good. All right. Uh, I want to thank Xander and, and wish Xander and the Krause family and Joe Krause, uh, our boss, a, a very merry uh, Christmas. That's for sure. And uh, and our, our our guy coming up next, Dan Silly. I want to wish him a merry Christmas. And, he and uh, his family, yep. Yeah, and, uh, and don't move, man, because Dan's coming up uh, with the National Football and He's firing. He's firing all cylinders. He said he Always. wouldn't give Jalen Hurts a three-year – over a three-year deal. Getting his ass about that. Make wow. Sure okay. All right. So you guys, <laughs> you guys do that. You guys take care. And again, we'll be back with you on Tuesday, same time. We're with you all next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Yes, everybody. Three hours of power. For Barrett Brooks, I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Have a great holiday, everybody, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.